All right, what's up, guys? This is Inside the North Side coming to you from the studio. I have a very special episode for you guys this week. So I had the opportunity to interview four local Houston artists that have a up-and-coming show uh, in the next two weeks. The artists are Mark Drew, Rocky Banks, Nico Crow, and uh, Jet the Third. Um, we had a great time sitting and chatting and getting to know them a little a little bit better. Uh, we had some funny stories. We we laughed. You know, we talked about music. We said some unpopular opinions that some of you uh, might disagree with or you might agree with. Who knows? But um, yeah, so I just wanted to let you guys know that they are all going to be playing at Satellite Bar, which is off of Harrisburg. Um, they'll be playing, uh, at, I think concert starts at 8 PM. So if you guys want to go, it's $10 pre-sale tickets and it's $15 at the door. $15 gets you a whole lot. I mean, you're getting to see four artists and a couple other people in between. So, uh, I think it's a steal. And it's like I said, you're supporting local artists and local music. So, uh, if you guys can, Try to make a uh, try to make it a date to come to Satellite Bar April twenty second. Um, I'll be there, of course, um, and that is because of Russell. So shout out to Russell for uh, giving me two tickets to the show to come and support, you know, uh, the guys and and all that. So um, my first guest is Mark True, and then my second guest is Rocky. So this is a two part episode so like i said first it's mark and for and the next it's rocky so uh go ahead and listen to this episode and then when you have you know the time to listen to the next one the next one will be nico and uh jet the third so without further ado here's mark drew he's a great guy we bonded over music but most importantly we bonded over baseball which is it's really awesome so anyways uh, here you go. It is Mark Drew. My bad. We have a very, very special guest here. He is one of the four local artists that I have on this very special episode. Uh, please give a round of applause to Mr. Mark Drew. What up, what up, what up? All right, man. Welcome to Inside the North Side. Bro, thank you for having me, man. You got a cool setup here. Thank you. I appreciate it. No, thank you. For coming on, because it's it's very it's a very uh, honor to have you on. Like I said, uh, we were talking earlier. Russell hit me up. Hey, I got these artists coming in. They're playing a show in a couple weeks. You know, at Satellite. Would you like to have them on your podcast? And I was like, Yeah, fuck yeah. I was like, Why yeah. not? <laughs> so, you know, I, I love local artists. I like working with local artists. So, and I'm a musician as a self. Right so, on. fuck it. So, Mark, tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, of course, you're. Native Houstonian, correct? Yeah, I'm um, from the north side of Houston, Texas. So I love the title of the uh, of the podcast. But Put no, it down uh, enough. Hell yeah, on that enough. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm a rapper and producer, um, and my entire adult life has just been dedicated to one thing, and that's just the endless pursuit of perfecting this craft. Um, but no, yeah, I mean, I've always been a creative kid. Always been. Um, I think uh, for me, it's just 
the confidence of, well, you know, seeing the improvement, you know, like you do Mm -hmm. one thing forever and you start off real shitty and, uh, you see, since you know what shit is and you get past that, it's like, all right, well, now I know what I'm doing. It's not, you know, now you're able to be more sure of yourself. So that's why I think I've been the, the last few years of just being a more confident version of myself and just more skilled. Yeah, I can totally attest to that, man. Same way with me when I first started. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. <laughs> it was shitty. It sounded shitty. My content was shitty, but over time I got better. I got more confidence in myself, and now here we are sitting with with you, Mark Drew. And it's so. cool because like, when it is shitty, it's the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Until yeah. you realize, like, ah, oh, damn, like, I was fucking up the whole time. Like, <laughs> the mic was all cracking and yeah, shit, and then yeah, you hear yeah. the dogs barking. You're like, fuck, man. Yeah. I still got that shit, but, I mean, <laughs> it's the part of the ambiance, I guess. Hell, yeah. So, so um, when did you start getting into music? Um, towards, um, I think towards, like, the end of high school is when I started noticing. Well, actually, I think when... I first heard the blueprint is when I first got the bug to like want to create music. Now it took some years like after that because I didn't have a, a way to do it. But once I graduated high school, um, I started trying to be in like you know recording studios, and it was just like I'm 18, I don't got no money, so I can't afford to be in there all day. And so um, I decided to go to school to learn how to be an engineer because I thought if I'm gonna be in the studio all day, it don't matter if I'm engineering or producing, I just want to be in there and like. And I can use someone else's work as, like, practice for mine in a way. And um, so, yeah, I think around, like, 2010 is when I started going to school for it and um, just constantly, you know, improving. And in 2015 is when I started, like, being real active as an artist. Okay. And then 2017, I I didn't try to take a break, but it ended up being a very long break from releasing music just because I had to run my own studio and kind of, like... Most people knew me as an artist, and then a lot of people started, like, knowing me more for being a producer. And, um, yeah, and then here we are now, and I'm releasing music again, and now I know what I'm doing this time. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. So, it's been a really long journey, but a fun one. Hey, man, shit. Uh, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, we all gone through some long-ass journeys. I mean... My, like I was telling you off air myself, I, I was in I was in a music group. I was in bands mm-hmm. in high school, and I thought I was like, yeah, man, I want to be a fucking rock star. I want to travel. <laughs> I want to play in shows yeah. in different cities. Um, I mean, I, I ended up playing some shows and shit like that, but the dream died, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, I want to do something else. But podcasting was kind of like a second second nature, yeah. second nature to me. My bad, because um, it's just, I deal with the same kind of equipment, so it's mm-hmm. like fuck it, you know, might as well. I mean. Uh, the beginning of this episode, I usually play like a song. It's like my intro music. I mm-hmm. made that song. Oh, dope. So, Can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Um, but because before I was using like instrumental tracks from like YouTube, and I was like, nah, man. I was like, I don't want to be using someone else's music. It's like, it, it fits, but it's not me. Mm-hmm. So I had this song on the back burner, and I was like, fuck it. I'll just, I'll just throw it up there. And now, I, I, I you know, it's my intro song. So Hell that's yeah. what they know. Hell yeah. So, uh, what what high school did you go to? I went to Klein Forest. Oh, okay, okay. Klein yeah. Forest, nice, nice. And, like, what's, like, crazy about it is, like, so there, there's a bayou behind my parents' house, and on the other side of the bayou, you're zoned to Eisenhower. Mm-hmm. So I could walk to Eisenhower and beat the bus to Klein Forest, but since that, I'm on the other side of the bayou, I'm on the very edge of the district oh, okay, to go okay. to Klein Forest. So. Okay, I don't know. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, do you have any siblings, Mark? Yeah, I have a younger. Uh, she, how old? 
I'm I'm 31. She's 28, going on 29. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I should have known because I was listening to your music all day, and yeah, you you mentioned your family, yeah, yeah. your yeah, mom yeah. and dad, and your sister. So that's stupid of me. <laughs> <laughs> so what was the first song that you? Okay, well, what's the first song you put out as an artist? Um, shit, I don't remember. Um, I, I don't know, man. I think I put out a project like in 2000, like 2014, and that was the first thing I remember releasing, like officially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I think uh, that may have been the first thing I ever released. Uh, it was a um, project. Yeah. Okay. It, yeah. It was. Um, looking back at it now, it sucked. But like, at the time, I thought it was tight, you know? Uh, and what was your first song as a producer? As a producer, man. Damn, now I'm like... Because I've been doing it for a while now. Well, what so, got so, you into producing? Because, I mean, some people rather be a producer than the artist, and some people rather be an artist than a producer. Um, so, for me, Jay-Z made me want to rap. Kanye made me want to produce. Okay. I think once I, once I heard Through the Wire... Uh, I was really in love with the instrumental. Like I remember, like listen, I had it on a burn CD and would listen to it over and over and over. And I would just be like, tell my dad, like, man, you gotta listen to this new song. I love it's this guy named Kanye West. And and uh, then like I remember going back and just reading, uh, curiously reading like the back credits for the Blueprint album and saw it like produced by Kate West. I'm like, oh my god, is that the same guy? When I found out the same guy, like, yeah, like, what the hell? Like this guy's so tight. And then um, Kanye made me want to make beats. Because for me, uh, back then, uh, you also got to remember, rap was like super gangster oriented. Mm-hmm. And I've never been a gangster. So I was like, man, who the fuck wants to listen to me? Like, I ain't never shot nobody. I never sell no drugs. So like Kanye made me feel like I could do it. And uh, being that he was a producer, I was like, all right, I not only want to be who I am, I also want to craft everything I do. Because like when I first started making music, I would always have to write to beats, and I always felt like I have to like you know listen to a song and and feel and let the song dictate what I'm a rhyme about or what I'm a write about. Yeah. And now I like it, to, so I'm thinking of a song as I'm doing it. So like um, I'm about to release a project in a, in a in a month or two, and when I was making it, I wasn't like you know making the beats and like you know after it's done, like, writing to it. Like, I'm coming up with these ideas as I'm, like, so I want to make a song about this. So let me make a beat around that. Mm-hmm. And I can make it exactly how I would want it instead of hoping a producer gets what I want. Exactly. So it's, like, you doing it yourself because you know that nobody else is going to read your mind. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, always, I always hated that when uh, I would, like, work with bands and stuff like that, and they were, like... Here, do something to it. I'm like, it's not me. I don't want to yeah. feel like I'm boxed in. So, you know, I, I wanted, that's why I always wanted to do my own thing. Cause it's like, like you're saying, as you're doing stuff, you're coming up with lyrics, you're coming up with a little melody and stuff like that. So I totally, totally understand yeah. what you're getting through. And uh, did you watch that Kanye thing on Netflix? Yeah, bro. So, so good. Man, that's brought me back to being like 14 years old and like believing in something that I didn't really know. I didn't know Kanye was going to be like one of the biggest artists of all time. I just knew that it spoke to me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I've seen that, like, I've defended him through some like bullshit. Not, not so much no more. But um, yeah, so like seeing that, I was like, man, it all made like all the stuff I thought, like it all makes sense. So yeah, it was a fun uh, he trip is, down memory lane. He is a genius, man. He yeah. is a musical genius. Yeah. I, um, watching that documentary and then watching the Beatles documentary on uh, Disney Plus, 
it some people just don't understand what it what it's what's uh, what's inside the mind of a musician because mm-hmm. we constantly just doom, 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 thinking oh, yeah, it yeah. off the walls yeah this and this and that like Kanye would just come up with some shit random ass shit mm-hmm. you know and like and Paul McCartney would just be like one riff and then that riff would be like one of yeah. the fucking greatest that songs of all stars yeah it's so crazy yeah. bro like, like I can tell people they don't understand what goes on in a musician's brain yeah you know and when I say musician I mean you know hip hop artist I mean everybody everybody yeah. you know everybody. Uh, so who were your influences during during your, when you started rapping? Um, Kanye and Jay Z were always like my two. My, they were like like when they when they call themselves the throne. It made sense for me because that's who they were to me. Yeah. Um, but also like you know like I always love you know like J Cole mm-hmm. is that man he's he's goals for me bro like the you know like working with your friends putting a really great body of workout working it touring it all that stuff and then disappearing hats off to him uh, <laughs> him I think Kendrick's amazing I think Kendrick is one of the most polarizing rap figures of our of our time now but even you know back then you know I, I love Biggie as a kid I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck he was saying when I was four yeah. but like it sounded cool <laughs> I, I appreciate it different when I got older but like Biggie was also uh, someone I just always gravitated to. And then even, you know, a few people from Texas. I didn't listen to too much, like, rappers, too much music from Texas. Um, I was really into the Swish House thing because they were kind of from, like, my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Or, like, not immediate, but my immediate surroundings. And it was like, you know, they were, I saw them come from, like, local superstars. Like, yo, this motherfucker's at the Grammys. Like, it's <laughs> just wild. Um, uh, so, yeah. And then, of course, you know, Pharrell and Timbaland, like, I hope to be that one day as a producer. Fucking, they're yeah, fucking yeah. geniuses too, man. Like, just watching them work is inspiring. They, they piss me off how good they are. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's the, for me, the ultimate compliment was I'm like, fuck, I wish I made that. Like, that's the ultimate compliment for me. Like, yeah, like, I, I totally get yeah, what you yeah. mean, dude. I totally, totally fucking get what you mean. Yeah. So, I was listening to some of your music mm-hmm. and, um, I didn't look at like people like uh, commenting on stuff, you know, because I wanted to feel what you were saying and your mm-hmm. vibe. I get like a like a bit of like Mac Miller with a little bit of Big Sean mm-hmm. with some Cole, a little bit of early Drake. Like, so which like one did you listen to? I was listening to on spot. I was just it was just random. Okay, it was so just random ones. I think I was listening to. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick. But I was like, okay, yeah, it's like a. That's dope. I was like, I like, I like your, I like your sound. It's really appreciate it. Appreciate that. You know, because a lot of people won't associate it with Houston, mm-hmm. and then when they're like, oh, I was like, oh, fuck, hell yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. I think I was listening to Red Lights at three a.m. So, so, all right, it's funny because like I put that out in 2016. That's when I was hella active, mm-hmm. and now look, I hate it now because one, um, so quick backstory. So when I started like doing music full time in 2017 yeah uh, it all happened like so quick like I lost a job they lay I, I got laid off and then I went home and like like just got high and shit and uh, I watched Dame Dash uh, he had he did an interview on the breakfast club and he was talking about like being your own boss now he was a dick about it but like a lot of shit he was like saying like hit like my heart like he asked um, he asked them like yo who's your boss and they're like which one he's like you're proud to say which one and I was like yo there's nothing wrong with having a boss bro but like I felt what he meant in the sense of like 
he asked them like you got like you're fine with asking another man to take time away for yourself and i was like bro yeah like because i had been like producing and like doing engineer work but like it was never full time i was like you know what like i provide a service i think is good enough to like be worth some money yeah I wasn't where I'm at today, skill wise, but like I, it's good enough to get some money. Let me just like bust my ass off and try to make this work. And then the, like the, within that week, I go to a show that like funny. I didn't plan on going to at all. It was just like I was tired. I was just long day. I was like, let me get my ass up and go. So I went and I met uh, this dude named Lyle, and. He was playing guitar at like, because the show was like before the actual show, it was a jam session. Oh, so okay. if you had a guitar, come up, play guitar. If you play drums, come up, play drums. If you rap sing, come up, rap sing, whatever. And he was fucking killing on the guitar, like by far, like just standing out. And so I'm at the bar and he comes back to the bar. It's the House of Blues. And we're watching uh, highlights of LeBron James and we're just like, like, oh, man, you see that shit? You know? And I don't know him at the time. I don't even think I had his name. And then fucking uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber's What Do You Mean came mm-hmm. on. And I told him, I was like, yo, sidebar, bro. Like, have you listened to this album? Like, I hate, I always thought Bieber was just, you know, like, sorry as shit. But this album is really fucking good. He's like, bro, writing and so like, and so it's gone like stepbrothers. Like, do we just become best friends? LeBron and B. It's like, and so anyway, so I, you know, he told me what he does, and he said he's a producer. Um, and so every time I meet somebody who at that time I always kind of put them up to a test, like, all right, so what are you doing tomorrow? Let's go work tomorrow. And he was like, okay, cool, what time? So we went to the studio. At the time, I was working at iMix uh, off of Fifty Nine and Hillcroft okay. with the legendary Bruce Bang. And um, so we went that morning, we made a beat, and it was super cool. And then we went back, I was like, yo, what are you doing tonight? So let's make another one. So we, we made another one, and then the next day he moved like a lot of his equipment into my apartment at the time, which was like ballsy as fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he's a white dude from Deer Park. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, but super cool. Yeah. Super cool. And I was like, Yo, man, like, I wouldn't trust me, like, right after a day. Like, I mean, you can't, I, I mean, I know what type of person I am, but, like, yeah, props, no, like, yeah. I respect, you know? So, anyways, and then he told me uh, he had a situation where he was going to, you know, uh, have a room at Sugar Hill. And then we, we kept working for a month out of my apartment, and then he told me, hey, you know, I would like for you to be a part of this. So, I say all that to say, Lyle is the most talented person I've ever been around. And through him, I learned, I, I did one thing that most people won't do, and that's just, like, admit they don't know everything. And I was like, all right, I see how great he, I can learn from him. So I didn't know shit about music theory. Mm-hmm. I just always played by ear and thought whatever sounded good to me, but without knowing the science and math behind making music. And so we were at Sugar here for two years until... We had to get kicked out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Dope House Records. And through that, I learned so much. So, like, all that to say, I hate Red Lights at 3 a.m. because I didn't know what I was doing. And there's really? certain things I would go back now. I was like, oh, fuck. I wish I would have, like, I wish I would have known, like, you know, like, I, I wish I would have known what I know now. Because so many of those songs could have been really cool, like, mm-hmm. really beautiful. And unfortunately, I'll never be able to do that again. Plus, like, you know, it's, uh, I'm at a different point in my life. I don't feel that 
as strongly about those songs anymore. So what I'm doing now is is totally is really yeah. really really cool. Like, oh yeah, dude, your new song. Uh, I'm sorry. I have a two. Kind of nice and part of the plan. Kind of nice one. That's the first song I yeah. I checked out. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, he's a, on some cold. One. He's on cold shit right it's there. Some fun shit. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that one. And uh, what was the other one? You part, said? A part of the plan. That's yes, yeah. That's another good one. That yeah, that's like. one of my favorite. Ones. Yeah, I was just constantly just listening to your Hell music, yeah. just getting like in the vibe, and I was oh, like, yeah. okay, cool, you know. But like, yeah, dude, I, I got a little sense of like Mac and, and Big Sean, and I was like, okay, dope. I was right like, on. I like this. I like this guy's vibe. I like it. I like right it. on. So, um, what is the story behind "Kind of Nice"? Like, what were you? Where were you at when you wrote this song? Like, what was the vibe? Um, what was you know the inspiration? I don't. That one, I, I ain't gonna lie. There wasn't much inspiration. I was just feeling myself, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and just wanting you know, like, because I haven't put out a record in so long. I was like, let me let me talk some shit. You know, I, you know, I haven't done something like that in a while. Because then everything else I was making isn't like that. Mm-hmm. That's like the only song I have that I'm just like. Talking about nothing, talking about just like you know, showcasing the skill of of being a, a great rapper, you know, just showing off the lyricism, and as well as like just the uh, you know the songwriting. So um, there wasn't much like I'm gonna be honest, there wasn't much inspiration wise. Just like oh, I'm just gonna brag about some shit. But you know, sometimes those are the best ones where it's just like hey, I'm gonna put this out. It's just something I'm working on. It's yeah. like a fucking banger. Yeah, you know, and a lot of people like that song. It's like yeah, it's it's cool. I, I like it. I enjoy. It. I love to perform it. Mm-hmm. But like, is it the other shit hits home like times ten? And so I'm like emotionally married to all the new shit I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I totally understand. Uh, what was it? What was it like working with Fat Tony? Fat Tony, man, I've, I've known him for a while now. Um, it was uh, that that song. Uh, I think we just called him that day. Like, yo, what are you doing? Pull up. Uh, and he's he's super cool, man. He's always been super nice to me. Um, and he's you know, I think from that point, like right before he left to LA, was when I like met him and got cool with him and and ill fated and mm-hmm. and me you know, me. Uh, I'm real cl- close with Gilla. That's one of my um, closest friends I've had over the last ten years. And uh, we would always just like anytime we go to Austin with them, it's a lot of fun. A lot of I'm tired of shit by the end of it, but yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> so yeah, he, Tony's a cool guy. Tony's a, I haven't seen him in a while, man. Uh, hope to soon. I haven't seen him. Yeah, it's been like some years. Fat Tony is one of the people is one of the top people on my list to have on this podcast. Oh yeah, because his song Northside Drive. Mm-hmm. Is like the unofficial official theme song of this podcast because yeah, it's yeah. such a fucking great oh. song, dude. I will bump that shit like back to back to back to back to back because it's such a good song. I like it, but yeah, Fat Tony, if you are listening, I want you on this podcast, bro. <laughs> I'll, I'll, make a, I'll make a few texts see if I can make that happen for you. Holy shit! Holy yeah. shit! <laughs> I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm at least one person like, It's been a while since I've ever had to use his number mm-hmm. Like it's been some years But I'm one one person away from him Dang yeah. shit that'd be, Dude that would be fucking dope yeah. That would be fucking dope So uh, Mark since we live in Houston And Houston is a big hip hop thriving town mm-hmm. What was your relationship with the the music scene under here With UGK, Paul Wall um, fucking slim thug. What was your relationship like? What were you like? I guess were you inspired by some of these guys? I mean, of course you are, because you know we're Houston. Um, but you know, did you check out these guys like in shows yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I used to. Um, matter of fact, uh, Chameleon Air and Paul Wall were my, my favorites growing up. Um, and Chameleon Air, 
I knew uh, there was one show I went to, and and I knew this like I've seen him perform a few times on YouTube where he brings two people up to rhyme, mm-hmm. and so I wrote a rap, and I manifested the whole thing. Me and my boy got got there early, like super. We're like fourth in line or some shit. And I get there, I was like, all right, I ain't fucking this up, man. I'm gonna be right in the middle because I want him to see me and I want him to pull me on stage. Well, it, that time came and he was like, he told his boy, yo, find two people. And everyone, you know, of course, wants to, you know, go up there and they don't even have number. They just want to be on stage. So his boy picks someone on the right side of the stage. I'm in dead center. I'm like, yo, get over here, bro. Like, I got, this shit's happening for me. <laughs> but he wasn't. And everyone's jumping up and I'm taller than, there's a lot of Mexicans there. I'm taller than most Mexicans. I'm six feet. And my, and my bro, who's super athletic, was jumping up and pointing at me. So Kameen saw that he was, he's like, yo, he's got someone pointing for him. Let's get him on stage. So he points at me and this kid, the small kid uh, right in front of me thought he was talking to him. So he starts going up and I like shove the fuck out this dude. I'm like, bro, you are not fucking this up for me, bro. Like, I, like this is going according to plan. Yeah. So I get up there and I, and I rap with him. Yeah. I, I rap for him. And uh, that was one of the proudest moments, like. Of my life at that point, um, I got to rap for a comedian there, and he thought it was dope. Really? So a sold out like the first time I really rap on stage for people is a sold out show at Warehouse Live, and uh, yeah, it, it, like I fucking killed it. And that's why. And he told me like, um, this is when I first started going to school for engineering. He was like, "Yo, bro, you should rap." Mm-hmm. Like and I told him, "Like, yeah, engineer." Like, no, you should rap. And I was like, shit, Kamina told me to rap fuck with everybody else say, man. <laughs> that's dope, dude. Yeah. That's fucking dope. That's like that's like one of those things in like a movie scene, bro. Yeah, it felt like it, bro. Like I'm telling you, man, everything I thought of went down exactly. Like that's and I met him dope. afterwards in the back and so we talked a little bit more and like when I put out my first project I sent it to him and he shared it to all his fans like we're like we're, I don't have a way to contact him now but like when we see each other which isn't very often like he still remembers me and shit dope that's fucking dope he's a good and I know his brother like me and his brother talk here and there and um yeah they're, they're, they're cool dudes yeah. yeah yeah I met Paul well my cousin has a relationship with Paul Wall but I met him Long, long time ago, when he was still kind of chunky, yeah. And uh, I saw him at Minute Maid one time. Hell yeah! And I was like, "Hey, aren't you Paul Wall?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "Hey, can I get a can I get a signature?" <laughs> I was on some shirt. I think the Astros yeah. were giving away, but I I don't know where it is. But Paul Wall is another person on my list. I've reached out to him. I've had people like tag mm-hmm. me, like, "Hey, yeah. you should get on this guy's podcast." And mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, "That's like I have somebody that knows him, but it's like I don't want to abuse that." So it's like, "I'll, I'll do it my own way." Go for it, but worst that you can say is no. It's true. That is true. I'm and, like, then, and then you're back to square one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fuck it. I'll get slim. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So, sports guy. You're a big sports fan, right? Big sports. Yeah. So. You already know what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you this question, bro. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when the Astros won the World Series? Bro, I cried. No exaggeration. I was cried there. like a little fucking girl, bro. I looked at, I was at, I was in Minute Maid Park mm-hmm. at the watch party. You know, the game happened in LA. And like when we when we got the first few runs, we're like, "Oh my god." Right, let's try to calm down, but you know, yeah, it's, it's gonna be a long game. Just, calm, just trying to manage my emotions, 
And then we went up 5-0. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I just can't. Like, 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 please don't let, like, all the history of fucked up Houston sports. Like, choking and everything. Yeah, don't let that happen tonight. I was, like, praying. My cousin was having his baby, and, like, his grandma was calling us middle of the game. Like, they're having a baby. And I'm just like, I'm happy for him, but I don't give a fuck right now. <laughs> We're up 5-1. <five> <laughs> and seventh inning goes by. I'm like. It's here, it's here, it's here, it's here. It was chill, chill, chill. Eighth inning goes by. Still 5-1. I'm like, oh my God. One inning away. And then the first out happens, and I'm just like, I never felt this like overwhelming feeling. Like, I don't get nervous much, mm-hmm. but this was like the, oh my God. He was, was just like, like anxious bro, as fuck, bro. The second out comes like, oh my God. Like, this is going to happen. I'm like, I'm like, like losing my mind Like I was like Hype as shit I'm talking like I'm one of the biggest Astros fans you will find And the most passionate person You'll find in the ballpark mm-hmm. I'm standing up on my chair Let's fucking go Like, like getting people lit as That third out comes He hits that ground ball To Altuve my Magical heart, bro My heart comes down All the way down to my stomach And I'm just like You know I've, I've, He makes a throw to first base And then I see on the screen Astros 2017 World Champions And Emotion just takes over It is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life Like I'm crying tears of joy For the first time in my life I'm a big Astros fan Me and my family are Big fans Like They're tatted on me mm-hmm. You know like That's like That's the first thing I ever Like that's the one thing I like love so much Like and bro, I'm sitting there crying my ass off. My mom's like, "Stop crying!" I'm like, I can't help it. I'm like, this is so hard. like I'm like so emotional. And but then like, it, once that's over with, it's just like nonstop party. I'm outside of Minute Maid Park. Everyone's having a like the biggest fucking party I've ever been to. I'm talking about I, I'm looking at cops and I don't have the best relationship with cops I'm not, I don't do shit illegal but like you know every time I get stopped there's always some fuck shit but mm-hmm. anyways I'm looking at cops and like and we're just looking at each other from across the street I'm like come here <laughs> like hugging this shit and like you know, it's like old people I'm like walking around seeing this old guy happen and I just can't help but think of both of my grandpas who would have loved to see that they had passed away they're big both big Astros fans I'm like bro I'm so I told, I'm telling this like old guy like I'm so happy you got to see this I'm like, you know, in euphoria, man. Like, and then, like, I got some videos I'll show you after this. Like, yeah. Of all that shit. It's the coolest shit I've ever oh, been man. a part of, man. Dude, I fucked up. I fucked up on that day. So, yeah. Um, we went to go to her friend's house. Mm-hmm. Her friend's ex now, but he was a Dodger fan. He didn't oh, want to be there. Fuck. And I'm like, I'm decked out. I got my Guriel mm-hmm. jersey on. Oh, I got, yeah. I'm fucking decked out from head to toe in Astro oh, gear. Yeah. Bro, when Altuve, I, I was telling her, I was like, let's go, let's go, let's go to downtown, let's go, let's go. We can, you know? And she's like, mm-hmm. why? Just watch it here. And I'm like, you don't know that. It's like, because <laughs> was, was it, I think a couple, couple weeks before, I was there when, uh, when they played the Yankees mm-hmm. and they won. I was fucking I was hysterical, yeah. bro. I was just screaming yeah. and shouting. And I was like, we have to be here when we go to the World yeah. Series. Soon as Altuve threw that ball to Gurriel, I was, I, I cried. I was like, I was excited too, bro. I was just like, fuck, bro. After all these fucking years of just being a fucking joke mm-hmm. to all these oh, yeah. people. And we just threw up the middle finger and said, fuck, oh yeah, we won. Yeah. Regardless that we did cheat, but who gives a fuck? We still fucking won. <laughs> uh, I 
I'm uh, I played baseball growing up. I can tell you, we won that shit fair and square. Oh no, dude! I I can I can say that. Yeah, they might have cheated during the regular season, but don't those World Series games? It's super hard to like. That's what people for people who don't they just see cheating. Like, yo, man, like it's they're so like know. they change their signs. In the like, in the playoffs, let alone the World Series, they're gonna do. They're not gonna have the same shit. And then like we scored so much with. I mean, Correa said it. We scored so many runs with runners on second base. No team ever uses the same signs when the runners on second because the runner on second can see it. Yeah. So like that's the, that that whole sign You can't do it right then and there. And that's where we scored a shit ton of our runs. Like and then we won on the road. Exactly. We exactly. Were, you know. So like our road record that year was better than our home record. You know, so like, yeah, people yeah. kiss my ass about that. I got, <laughs> I got a lot of friends out in LA. They're, they're Dodger fans, and they're they're always dogging me about that. But I'm like, motherfuckers, our World Series is way more legit than the one you had in 2020. Yeah, that was a fucking 60 game season in the fucking bubble. That shit was given to them, bro. I no, don't yeah, give yeah, a yeah. Fuck, you like know? all same shit. I was saying, like, your boy Kershaw who chokes at the end of the season when the World Series came. That's mid season form. He's good mid season. Yeah. Let let October come around, and we saw it last year. You know, the, you know it, it. It's not even the moment. It's just like you know, because I do understand. You know, it's a long season. You get towards that point of the season, you're all tired. You're all battling through injuries. You're all like, it's just you know, last man standing. And history has shown at that time of the year he runs out of gas every year. Mm-hmm. But sixty games in, gas is still full. Yeah, you're not even in midway. Yeah. yeah. How'd you feel about last year? You, you, I, I, fuck, man, that was frustrating. That was because one, um, Lance went down, and then I felt like we could still do it, but like, I don't know, man. I just think our pitching needed a. They're too young, you know. All these guys have never been in those situations, and the ones that have, you know, the experience is still like. Like that was the difference. The Braves knew what they were getting out of their first three. I mean, Morton got hurt, but. The next two, they knew what they were getting. Even if they had one bad game, it's like if Cole had a, if Garrett Cole had a bad game when he was an Astro, you knew it wasn't going to be like you knew he's going to bounce back. He's that good. Yeah, they were that good to where the the guy who beat us in Game Six, he, we beat him the first time. It's like he's not going to be bad twice. No, he's a good pitcher. And that ultimately was it because we didn't know what we were getting from our guys. We were like, you can, this could either be a great game or good fucking luck. So, um, yeah, man, it, it was frustrating, but like. It hurt. It hurt because it's like that's the second time we've seen that in our house. The first time with, I mean, with, well, third time, my bad. I'm sorry. Third time was in 05, but we don't talk mm, about that. Yeah. Uh, and then it was the Nationals and then the Braves, man. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God. The Nationals game pissed me off so fucking bad, bro. Man, bro, that game seven. So that's so that that game is the reason why I am so behind Dusty Baker and like when people try to um, praise AJ Hinch. Now I love AJ Hinch, but like he wasn't just like you know genius coach either. Like that he fumbled the fuck out of game seven. Oh like you my got God, bro. you got yes, the best did. pitcher in baseball at that time. Like use him. Like don't. I wouldn't have taken out taken out Granky as early as he did. He gave a one home run. I think we were up three one after that home run, and he panicked. Yeah. He's, he's panicked before, like even in seventeen, we were in New York, like we're up four zero. Lance gives a one run, a bomb to Judge, and takes him out. I'm like, 
He's got a 4-1 lead. Let him like let the man cook. Yeah. You know, he's not gonna throw a shutout every time he pitches, and we end up losing that game. You know, it could have lost us a series, you know, like a game like that. You, you don't want to lose, you don't want to, you know, throw away any game. So yeah, and uh and 19 took him out way too early. I would have given him one more batter and see what he did. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. Cause Will Harris did do good up up until that point, and then just had you know, hey, it was it was it wasn't a bad pitch either. It was just really good hitting. But you got the best pitcher in baseball willing to go. Yeah, Cole was Cole was ready, bro. Yeah, I would have I would have kept Grinky into at least maybe mid six, maybe the seventh. All right, take him out, put Cole in. Cole would have dominated those last two innings, bro. Mm-hmm. We would have fucking won. But or at the very least, like let him throw one inning. And if he gets out of that, maybe use a closer because at that point, as those innings go by, you know, the pressure's on them. Fuck, we got to like, we only got one inning and, you know, those bats start turning into sawdust because everyone's, you know, like, you know, wanting to to come through and pressure's on them. Don't give them three innings. Give them one inning to, you know, yeah, and that's that's where we fucked up. But, you know, it's what it is. Man. I have a friend of mine, he's a Yankees fan, and he was just, like, taunting in my face. And I'm like, y'all haven't fucking gone to the World Series in how long? Yeah, and we <laughs> knocked you out, was it four times or three four, times down? Three, three four out of, times three of the Three yeah. of the last, t- three from last decade? We, yeah. We eliminated, eliminated them three times? Fifth, I think it was 15, 15 17, 17, and nine, yeah, 19. Yeah, so three, yeah, three of Every other year. My God, bro. Yeah. You Rockets fan? I'm not as baseball is the only one where like I'm Houston till I die. Yeah, Rockets. Um, oh, I, I root for them, but I'm like I feel like basketball is the one sport where like you know you kind of like it's easy to buy into one player rather than a team. Sometimes like I love watching LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been watching him since he was in high school, and it's hard for me to even like I hate the Lakers, but it's hard for me to not root for LeBron James. So I've always been a big LeBron James fan. Um, sometimes as much as I am a Rockets fan, um, and then like certain players, I just love their game. So it's like it's hard for me to like, man, fuck Kevin Durant. He, he ain't on my team. <laughs> like I love watching Kevin Durant. Yeah. I love watching Steph Curry. So basketball, like I root for the Rockets, but it's not in the same way I am with the Astros. Okay, yeah. So you like individual players and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I okay. love, yeah. Like it's I'm not gonna miss Steph Curry. No, you know. Even though he he owns the team, he he owns the team, and then it's like, <laughs> and then when he does, it's like, but that was such a good performance. I can't even hate like, yeah, man, yeah. Uh, like when they were going to, they were in that championship game, and we had to win that one game, bro. And then fucking Chris Paul ended up getting hurt, and, and they should have won that yeah. game still. But like, I just think Harden is a horrible leader, and we've seen that now. Like I I said that back then, and a lot of people are like you you're just a hater. Like, nah, man, I just see it. Like, no, he is, he is. Yeah, like I. Uh, remember when he um, I think it was 2015 or six, Might have been 15 Or 16 Where they lost to the Spurs Without Without Kawhi And they got eliminated By the Spurs My cousin was at one of the clubs That um, Travis Scott had a performance at And Harden shows up After a playoff loss and everyone's chanting MVP. I was like, man, get the fuck out of here, man. Like, I've never been so annoyed. So, you know, you wouldn't see Kobe at the fucking club after a playoff loss. You wouldn't see LeBron or Michael partying it up after a loss. You only see them out after a championship. Mm-hmm. So that's why I knew, like, 
I was I was I was hip to the Harden's full of shit train before a lot of people. Like I see it. I see it's it's, it's, it's y'all just want him to win because he's a rocket, and I get that and I respect that. But I see he's not going to be the guy to he's not going to be the leader of a championship team. No, and you see him now. He's left. Yeah. He's been on two teams in the last three years. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it's just like I don't know what the dude expects. Is he just chasing the fucking papers? He just looking for the best strip club? I don't know what is his. No, deal, he, he he. Of course, I don't know him, but he appears to be someone who loves what comes with basketball as much as he loves basketball, and that's really not a good uh, recipe for success. You have to love what you do. And then, and the other shit will come, you know, like championships will come if you really love what you do and, and dedicate your all to what you do. Once you start, it's like, oh, man, you know, well, I got to be a celebrity as much as I am a basketball player. Like, nah, man. I mean, cool. Just know that doesn't come with the things that you ultimately would like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same thing goes for music, man. You know, yeah. no, same, it goes all the ways, you know, 100%. if you don't love what you do, people are going to, sh- they're going to see it in your projects and they're like, and this guy didn't give a fuck about what he put out. There's no yeah. effort. There's no love. There's no passion. Yeah. That's why I was like, when I tell people same thing with podcasting, I was like, if you don't love what you do, if you don't like get excited podcasting and putting out shit, then people are going to tell and people are not going to dig your yeah. podcast and not going to listen because it's yeah. like, you didn't even put no effort into it, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it all goes back around to music and podcasts, man. Yeah. If you don't love what you do, then don't do it. So. Absolutely. Uh, so, Mark, let's do, I don't, yeah, we'll do unpopular opinions. Let's, okay. let's get to our unpopular opinion section. I have a little, uh, little thing for that. Unpopular opinions. <laughs> I didn't have one for a very long time, bro. Ready, let's go, (laughs) bro. For like the last two years, uh, people were like, "When you, how come you don't have an unpopular opinions button?" I was like, "Fuck!" I was like, "I'll just make one." Hell yeah! I was like, "Fuck it, I'll do this." So, uh, pretty much, it's unpopular opinions. You are a special guest. If you have, well, since you have, you know. Um. Let's see. It could be about anything. It could be music, sports, food, the city. So, Anything. number one, freestyling is the most overrated skill in music. Oh, shit. And I will tell you why. Okay. Yeah, I got to hear this. So, I, so, for the people who can actually freestyle, I'm not talking about them. You're in the 1%. If you can actually freestyle and come up with, like, original thoughts, uh, original ideas, original content, and tie it all together, like, that's cool. But, so, I'm a producer as much as I am a rapper. Mm-hmm. When, when people come by to freestyle, like, oh, let me freestyle real quick. And nine times out of ten, I'm like, all right, I'm not going to keep this. So uh, do your thing. Tire yourself out. This isn't going to, like, make the record. But And the reason why is because, like, you know, now that everyone, like, it's so easy to make music now, right? So it's so easy to make music. Most people who do it are, like, you know, are posers, Mm-hmm. And I don't mean no disrespect, but like in the sense of they're not writing every day. They're not doing, they're not, you know, honing in on the crowd, which is cool. You can make money and, you know, there may not be as much longevity in it. But like, you know, we've seen people pop up who just started making music months ago. It just happened to, you know, yeah. make a song and blow up and they don't take it serious and they fizzle out. But the reason why I say it's overrated, because like when people freestyling, have you ever heard, like if you hear freestyles as of late, 
They're just saying the same 12 bars that this guy said, and that guy's just saying the same 12 bars that this guy said, and they're, and it's none, none of it's original ideas. You're, like everyone's, like In everyone's freestyles, they're going to talk about a gun they don't shoot, um, girls are not fucking, money they don't have, clothes they, don't, clothes they can't afford, um, cars they can't afford, which, you know, no shame in, you know, not being able to, you know, afford that stuff, but mm-hmm. like... You're not saying anything that you want to say. You're saying what someone else said, and you just feel like, that worked for them. I'm going to do the same shit. So why do you think that a lot of people regurgitate the same thing? Like you just said, they you talk about, you know, they fucking bitches, they doing this, they doing that. And I know they hear it in the radio, but why do you think they regurgitate that? you think that they're just not being original to themselves? Well, yeah. You know what I'm going to say? Most people, they do it because they, again, for the, like, they like what comes with it more mm-hmm. than they like the actual thing. People see, like, making music and they, and they, uh, and they're like, oh, man, I can, you said I can get money, girls, clothes, cars, all this. Hell yeah, I'm going to go for it. And... They don't really want to do it, so they have to, you know, uh, subconsciously see, like, okay, like, what, if this guy is popular, why is he popular? And then, why is this guy popular? And what do they do the same? And, you know, they start listening to some of their shit, and they start regurgitating the same shit, because, and then, and also, when you start making music, a lot of times, you are imitating shit you like. Mm Mm-hmm. So, like I said, people just start regurgitating because, one, they're not willing to put in the work to become original, and they just want shit now. See, I'm the I'm the opposite of most kids uh, in the sense of, like, if you would have told, all right, so when I was 18, if you would have told me, bro, you're going to be really fucking good one day, it's going to be a minute. It's going to be a lot of sh- You're going to put yourself in a hospital multiple times. Um, you're going to be broke for a long fucking time. You're going to be frustrated for a long fucking time. You're not going to have a social life for a long fucking time. You're going to be, you know, away from your family. You know, you're going to, like, when my grandma almost passed away in 2000, end of 2018, early 2019, like, and I went with her in a, to keep her company in the hospital every day for the month of December. That's the most time I spent with her in 10 years. Wow. And it was hard as shit. Like everything she did was so fucking adorable, and I just like wanted to cry every time. I was like, why have I not been present? And um, and those are the, the sacrifices I made to. And it's like I'm still like waiting for the payoff, <laughs> you know. But like most kids, you know, you, you tell them that they're like, man, fuck that shit. I want this shit right now. Yeah, man. Like. I, I I don't want to keep referring it back to podcasting, but everybody wants to hit it. Everybody wants to be Joe yeah. Rogan. Everybody wants that one episode to spark it and, oh, you're not famous. And sh- Man, it don't work like that, bro. Yeah. That's why there's so many podcasters that started during the pandemic mm-hmm. and shit like that. And same thing with rappers, too. But it's just like they – I don't know if it's just this generation where it's just like they want to do something and mm-hmm. they want the payoff now. They don't want to work towards it. Mm-hmm. They don't want to put in the effort and put in countless hours of just honing craft and stuff like yeah. that. They just want it now. And it, yeah. same thing with fucking TikTok, bro. Everybody mm-hmm. on TikTok just wants to be like the next big thing. They put out one video and they get upset because it's not, it's not popping. Yeah, and because like you know there are examples of it working, you know. But it's like you're playing the lottery at that point. That's what we, me and when me and Lyle were like we were working with people and. You know, when people had no strategy to putting out their music, 
And it's like, yo, like if you're just waiting for the world to blow it up, like you're playing the lottery every time. And have you, I don't know anyone who's ever won the lottery. No, not me. You know, so I've never known anyone personally. It's always people you see like, oh, okay. I've never heard of them before. And it's the same thing with music. You never see anyone, you know, put out a record and it just blows the fuck up. It's always, like, even like people from Houston, like I ain't never seen Travis Scott before. I ain't never seen, you know, none of these people before. You know, they, and I'm not saying he is an example of that. He definitely worked. Yeah, he worked. But hard. like, you know, um, but for certain people, when, you know, when you see them blow the fuck up, it's like, come out of nowhere. And then most times when they do come out of nowhere and have only been doing it for such a little time, they disappear pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people like, you don't think there's a correlation to that? Like, you don't think, you know, it's easy to... Especially with marketing, like you throw some dollars behind something, like you could probably make if it's if it's a good enough product. And some people can, you know, like fuck around and you know pick up a basketball for the first time ever and hit a half court shot. Yeah, you know, some people can do that. Most people aren't. No. So yeah, man. Shit. All right. Uh, unpopular opinion number two. What you got? Uh, I'm gonna stick with music. Uh, Kid Cudi is the one of the most, if not the most important artists of our generation. Okay. Uh, that's something I haven't heard. Explain that. So, I think Kanye is often credited for this, like, for where music is now. Because, mm-hmm. like, you know, when Drake made So Far Gone, 808s and Heartbreak was such a, you know, influential body of work on So Far Gone. And then, you know, everyone's just, like, talking. You know, is everyone singing now? And everyone's being real, you know, being open about their, you know, like their mood and shit like that. And Cuddy did that shit back in 09, man. Like Cuddy, like now artists have talked about like their struggles with mental health, but there's always been like one song. Mm-hmm. Like Biggie had one song on the album that yeah, the rest had nothing to do with that. But like, you know, Suicidal Thoughts was on the album, you know, but Cuddy made a whole image off that. And now you got kids who are like talk like Juice World is one of the most beloved like artists. Of the, you hear Cuddy's like impact on artists like that. You hear like you know when all these young kids talk about like their struggles and make it catchy. Like I hear Cuddy. Okay. You know, no, yeah, I, I think and I think Cuddy was the most influential part of 808s and Heartbreak. I, I don't think without without. Uh, Kid Cudi I don't think Kanye One I, I don't even It definitely doesn't sound the same No Yeah you're right And like You know Yeah Cause like I remember Kid Cudi And I remember for like a while He kind of He fell off But it, it's just like He just wasn't Like I guess relevant And people were always like Making fun of him They're like mm-hmm. What the fuck is he talking about His feelings for What the fuck yeah, yeah. And then, then Now everybody's Now there. everyone does it You know And, and, and he You know he You know he uh he bit that bullet so, you know, it can be accepted now. Which is great because, I mean, music is a way to express yourself and how you feel. And if you don't tell people how you really feel, you know, what's the point of making music then? Yeah. So, you know, I, I agree with you, Kid Cudi. You know, I'm not a big Kid Cudi fan, but I do enjoy some of his stuff. So, I mean, he, he's pretty good. Uh, all right. Um, popular opinion number three. Um, uh, this is popular here, but... This is right in my face, but outside of Houston, the Astros earned that fucking World Series, man. (laughs) 
You don't even have to explain. I agree else, with you. Fuck everybody else. <laughs> fuck the Dodgers. Fuck the Yankees. Fuck the Red Sox who did cheat. Uh, Bro, but, so like, yeah, that is my like biggest like. Yankees got like caught as well as the Red Sox that same fucking season. Exactly. So when they bitch him, oh, you guys and the Dodgers like, and the Dodgers, it just was kind of swept under the rug. So. You know, and, and every like. I don't know if you heard today, Chris Sale from the oh, Red yeah. Sox. You heard what he said today? Yeah, he's like, they're not the only ones that cheated. Yeah, and he's like, yo, everyone knows that shit. Like, baseball has celebrated them. Like, it's it's been like, you know, from the fucking 30s and the 40s and the 50s, like, motherfuckers were like, you know, famous for having illegal pitches, you know, like, but yeah. Astros yeah, there's, there's, so much, there's so much shit you can argue. And I've said it before, I think, on the podcast. It's like, everybody has cheated. I but mean. You, but you know why people are so, like. They think we, because you know, you think about it. We've been to the World Series twice after that, so we're not bums. But everyone thinks yeah. we don't, we didn't belong there. And you know why? I thought about it. I was high one night. I was like, I've, I've got, it. I figured it out. No one knew how good we were until the World Series. You know what I mean? No one ever talked about us, but we knew. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, when we won the World Series, like. I'm not surprised. Jose Altuve is the best hitter in the fucking league. Correa is the best shortstop in the league. Spring is the best hit off, uh, leadoff hitter in the league. You know, Verlander's a, the fucking, he's been the man. Y'all knew that. But, you know, like, Gurriel is one of the most slept on, like, first basemen. Alex Bregman is an up-and-coming star. You know, um, all we knew it because we watched him all year round. Yeah. Nobody gave, you know, cared to watch us unless we were playing a big team on, like, Sunday Night Baseball or some shit. And so when we got to the World Series, everyone was like, okay, cool, you know, that shows are we, we everyone expected the Dodgers to win because the Dodgers are, you know, one of the, you know, the, the biggest, baseball. biggest, biggest yeah. baseball markets. Um, and so, yeah, that's why, like, when everyone, like, acts like you're surprised, like, you're surprised. I knew that shit. Yeah, man, they don't ever give us the fucking credit that we should deserve. Not for the longest fucking time. Yeah. Even through, like, oh, from, even 405, like, two, I mean, there have been great teams. And we've all seen them here. Nobody gives a fuck. I mean, we don't even get fucking prime time. I mean, not anymore because you know, the whole cheating scandal. But, I mean, like you said, Atuve, Bregman, Guriel. I mean, Valdez is fucking coming up. Yeah. Lance McCullers, bro. Fucking all these guys are great. And they're slept on because nobody gives a fuck about us. And then, and then for the Yankees, like, Lance threw y'all 28 curveballs in a fucking row. You knew what pitch was coming. If anyone knew what pitch was coming, y'all knew what pitch was He <laughs> dared you to fucking hit it, and you still couldn't. Oh, man. See, that, that, was kiss the, that was a great game. Yeah. That was a great yeah, fight. fun. All right. Uh, I have one unpopular opinion. And What's this that? is, uh, I think, uh, if you have them, uh, this is not towards you. No, I think right. AirPods look fucking stupid <laughs> as fuck, bro. <laughs> I have some for sure. <laughs> the reason why I think they look dumb is just because... They just the the the, uh, the idea, not the idea, but I'm sorry, the uh, the design. It just looks weird. Yeah. It just looks like like a hanging, like thing. And I'm like, so you don't have any? No, I have uh, I have skull candy. Well, I used to have skull candy. Okay. Um, but they they're like snug in my ear and they fit and they don't you can't even see them. I, I do them. enjoy. So what I love about the AirPods, um, I just love how Apple just integrates everything together. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have my AirPods on, you know, I can control my phone in ways with just speaking. Yeah. So I, I mean, I can kind of do that with my, with my headphones. Sorry, I was just checking something. Um, and then, like, you know, being, like, if I, you know, 
if I leave them somewhere and I don't like being able to track them down, like it's pretty convenient as well. Like with a thing, you can track it on your on your all all your devices. I just feel like they're hella expensive too, because it's like oh they are. You lose one, you're like, well there goes that. <laughs> and that's why, like for me, I have to like keep them in the same spot every day mm-hmm. to keep yeah. track of them and just use them for like like all right. If I'm walking my dog, I use them to listen to some shit I was working on, or if I'm in the gym, yeah, keep it at that. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I have some. I have some for when I go to work. I have some when I'm here lounging around. So it's like, and I do lose them sometimes. I'm like, mm. where the hell are my headphones at? Because I have over the ear ones and then I have little earbuds. Ah, so if you have so. some AirPods, you'll be able to find them. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, they, they go from the car to the oh, house. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. because yeah. I use them for work constantly. Yeah. So, but that's just my unpopular opinion. I think they look kind of kind of dumb. And I mean, they were recording other people's conversations not that long ago, but they fixed that. So, <laughs> oh, they were. I didn't even see that. Yeah, there was this like thing. I don't know if it was like part of the uh, malfunction or something like that. But like, if you had them on. They would record like your surrounding areas. So, oh wait, like, I did see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like wild. that's invading yeah, people's yeah. privacy. But yeah, that's yeah. cool. I mean, you know, Apple don't give a fuck. So yeah, no, no, no. They... All right, Mark. Let us go to our second segment, which is not that. Uh, it is called. What are you listening to? It's called what are you listening to? Hmm. So, Mark, since you are a special guest, what are some musicians, hip hop artists, or whoever who you've been listening to? So I'm, I'm going to be honest. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Mark Drew. Um, Who is this Mark Drew? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, every time I'm working on a project, that's like all I listen to. Uh, just one, I don't want to hear a sound and like feel like I have to, you know, if I'm hearing some shit that's on the radio, like, oh, I know. Like subconsciously, like, this is the new sound I should be going for. I want everything to kind of come from, from here and from my mind and my heart. So I've been listening to a lot of me, and then you know beats I make, I listen, listen back to them and try to like you know, you know, especially when they're in their early stages, like all right, you know, where can this go from here? How can I make this you know super unique? Um, so I listen to me most of the time. Okay. Uh, not to sound too uh, self-centered. <laughs> no, dude. I, mean, but, I would uh, do. I would do the same thing. Should I listen to my own podcast sometimes? <laughs> oh yeah, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. But um, as far as artists, uh, some. I do enjoy J. Cole. I do enjoy... Uh, I like Donda. Yeah. Donda or... or of course, you just said Donda. I was going to say Donda or Certified Lover Boy. Donda. Okay. As, as a producer, Donda. Like, I can see why people love Certified Lover Boy more. As a producer... Donda, for sure. Okay. No, I can see that. I can see that. I think a lot of people just like Certified Lover Boy because it's like... It's hits. And it's 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 um what's it called? It's ear pleasure. Yeah. That's, you know, with Donda it's kind of like you have to sit back, listen to it like on a stereo, like a good like speakers and just be like, Okay. I see where he's getting I see where he's yeah. going from here. You know, Certified Little Boy is just for radio hits. Yeah, and, and I think like a long time ago Drake kind of gave up on making the classic rap album. I think once uh Kendrick kind of had his hands around rap's throat mm-hmm. I think uh, it became a new, and him and Kanye of course just create new standards for like anytime they come out it's just like groundbreaking shit and I think Drake was like you can dominate the critically acclaimed section of rap I'll just dominate the charts which he's done and does it effortlessly he writes some of the best melodies and um, his music is pretty straightforward but for me I just feel like um, 
now he doesn't take as many risks. And I kind of feel like a lot of his songs are just part twos to songs I loved before. And they're great songs. Mm-hmm. You know, but like I, I do appreciate new, like, like, like new styles. So like when I hear Donda, it's like, I'm not hearing ni- anything like this. Like Kanye's a horrible rapper now. <laughs> but like as a producer, the motherfucker can like create. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, for me, it's in, like Donda, I liked uh, J. Cole's last album. I liked, uh, um, I love the weekend shit. The news, the news weekend? Everything he's done in the last few years. Like, okay. this, like, uh, 80s pop shit he's been bringing back. Oh, fuck, man. I, I've been making some records like that. I'm like, fuck, like, I, I wish I had his it's email. A, bro, like, it's a vibe, yeah, bro. Man. So, his newest one, Don FM, yeah. I listened to the whole album and I'm like, Fuck, this shit is so good. Good. And I know why, too. Like, he works with... Uh, are you familiar with Max Martin? Yes, uh, Max Martin, yes. Yeah, so for, for, for you listeners who don't know who Max Martin is, he is the fucking greatest pop producer probably ever. Yeah. Some motherfuckers did, like, Britney Spears, NSYNC, all the way to everything up to now. Like, you know, like, he's had a hand on the greatest pop shit of our lifetime. Yeah. And, like, Everything he does with the weekend is like they don't miss together. Like Max Martin rarely fucking misses. Yeah. And yeah, anytime I see his name, I'm like, all right, gotta check this shit out right now. Like Yeah. I know a lot of people were comparing the weekend's album to Tory Lanez's like eighties inspired album, which I didn't get eighties mm-hmm. at all. I didn't get any of that vibe. But I really think that the week I the week I think the weekend's good. I liked it. There's some stuff he kinda hits or miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like like I said, his new album, I think the one he did before, was it After Hours was really good. But um yeah, I like I like the weekend. The weekend's pretty good. So he's, yeah. he's dope. He's dope. Um podcast. You said you listen to podcasts. What cop podcast? I love all to? the smoke with uh Matt Barnes and uh Steven Jackson. Okay. They're old basketball players. well, I'm gonna say old they're they're retired basketball players. And they just come in, shoot the shit with all like current athletes and musicians and they give them uh, outlet to just tell their own story, talk their own shit, you know, unfiltered, and it makes for the most entertaining shit. Especially like you know they had they had Kobe right before he passed, and oh, okay. hearing Kobe talk in a way where he doesn't have to watch his mouth and could just like let it all fly and, let, and be Kobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I listened to them. Uh, I love uh, Andrew Schultz, uh, Flagrant Two. Okay. Flagrant two, frequency is pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good. Um, What else you got? What else? What other podcasts you listen to? Um, I don't know, man. I kind of just like sometimes in my car, like when I'm like fed up with music or fed up with specifically eight oh eights. Like I have a rule, like no eight oh eights before noon. Um, (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it's too much sometimes. Uh, but like I'll just like go on YouTube and just like press play and just go down this fucking wormhole of start off at like. Astro shit to fucking top five conspiracies, <laughs> you know. So I'll go all over the place. So like, um, a lot of a lot of shit like that. Okay, so you just like whatever you know, whatever sticks and shit like that. I'm the same way. Uh, like I'll listen to music. Well, no, well, 
track backtrack that. Mm-hmm. I listen to podcasts. Once I get rid of like, if I get annoying a podcast, like I listen to some of my buddies and I'm like, all right, I'm done hearing y'all fucking talk. I'll listen to music. Music mm-hmm. I haven't listened to like a soul artist in a few months. Actually, mm-hmm. since last year, mm-hmm. I've listened to nothing but playlist. So I have a playlist for the podcast. It's called "What Are You Listening To?" That's exclusively on Spotify. Tight, tight. So what I do is like I'll ask my guest, "Hey, if you go on Spotify, add some of your music, or add some music you've been listening to, or mm-hmm. you really vibe to, and put them on the playlist." I do that constantly all the time, and like I have like at least maybe three days worth of music mm-hmm. on this playlist, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah! But it's that playlist. I have a party playlist, so if like I ever have people over, it's like tight, tight. I don't even gotta fucking look at yeah, music; yeah, yeah. it's right there. Um. Just random stuff, 70s vibes, you know, stuff like that. I like indie music, I like mm-hmm. hip-hop. So sometimes I'll listen to, like, a certain album. But just, yeah, man, I I, I understand, like, it's just, like, whatever I'm in the mood in. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So. All right, Mark, well, I, uh, before we go, please plug in your social media, uh, whatever you got to do, and also please plug in the show that you got in a couple so, of weeks. I'll be performing April 22nd at Satellite Bar. Uh, tickets are available. If you go to markdrewmusic.com, you'll find my social media, which everything is at markdrewhtx. is M-A-R-K-D-R-E-W-H-T-X. Um, but yeah, you can find that on my website, Mark Drew Music. And if you go to the tour tab on my uh, website, you'll find a link for tickets. So uh, they're $10 beforehand. I think they're 15 at the door. So save you five bucks. Get it right now. And um, yeah, man, just like be ready to take this journey with me because I'm now that I'm coming, I say coming back because that's how I'm kind of treating it. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm getting back integrated with everything. I come with a different headspace of one. I'm a businessman now. I work with Dope House Records with SPM. So I learned a lot of the business and with, with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like now I know, like, you know, I understand marketing now. I understand, like, a lot of different stuff that I didn't know before that I'm ready to integrate into this. Now that I have a product that I'm a thousand percent in love, in love with, which is coming out soon. It's called Undrafted. It's a five-track EP. It tells my story of the last few years. Um, you'll, so if you listen to this project, you will... Not only, you know, one, I think it's something you enjoy, but you'll really get a good understanding of who I am as a man and who I, you know, where I've, how long I've come or how far I've come. Mm-hmm. So be on the lookout for that. I'm going to finish the mixes this weekend and then I'll master it soon and then I'll get together my budget and go from there. Dope. So how excited are you for this uh, show you got coming oh, up with man. Nico Crow and Rocky Banks and Jet the Third? Yes. How excited are you for that? So one, I'm just like discovering who these people are and they're all incredibly talented and I cannot, I'm honored to share the stage with some people. I really, really can, like enjoy their music and I'm excited to see how they are live. Um, but I'm so excited to one preview my, my project. And two, just continue. Like, that was my... Th- man, there's nothing like performing, man. There's nothing like getting people to enjoy some shit that... Otherwise, they... they you know, you never know. Because, like, you know, some... You go out and perform and, you know, you're kind of like... You're almost gambling in the sense of, like, you have to win people over. And it's always a fun feeling to kind of like, hey, you don't know who I am. This is me. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I like that. I like that. Well, Mark, thank you for coming on the podcast. I'm like I said, I'm very excited to have you and I got the rest of the crew on that's going to yeah. be on the show. So we got Rocky coming up next. That's going to be fun. Hell yeah. Um, 
Like I said, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it, dude. This is not the last time we will have you on. We'll have you on plenty of more times. Trust me. I mean, you're an interesting guy. You got great music. And I think we already hit off. So I think this is... We'll chop it up when I drop it. When I drop it and draft it. True. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me all like all the info and all that, and I'll post it on the podcast and oh, yeah. promote it and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. So, I like I said, I like promoting. I like helping out friends. I like helping right. out local musicians because if you don't have the community behind you, then mm-hmm. what you know? What's what's the point? So. Right on. Like I said, thank you, Mark, for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. So, next is going to be Rocky Banks. So you guys sit tight for that one. All right, guys, I'm here with Rocky Banks. Uh, he is another local Houston artist, hip-hop artist here. Uh, give a round of applause to Rocky. Hey, yo, yo, yo. How you been, man? How you been? Good, man. Bless. Alhamdulillah. Shoot. Uh, so before we were talking, uh, you said it was Ramadan, so you are, uh, I'm assuming you were Muslim, correct? Yes, sir. All right. Peace. I mean, yes, happy Ramadan to you, man. Thank so. you. I know I was talking to a friend of mine and I was telling her how how it's a funny coincidence how you meet somebody uh-huh. and then like certain things about them start popping up around you like she's a Muslim. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, hey, this guy, he said he's Muslim. OK. And then I was watching the show and they're talking about uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, what's, what's all this, this Muslim stuff yeah. popping up, man? So uh, I, I was, Mike you know, Tyson. Yeah, Mike yeah, Tyson, yeah. too, and all that. Yeah. So I thought, I was like, that's a funny coincidence. Like, once you meet somebody, like, certain things about them pop up around you. Yeah, and it's kind of like buying a car, a new car, and then all of a sudden you see it on the front. All the motherfuckers yeah, got the same yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It'd be like that, man. <laughs> so how long have you been doing music professionally, Rock? Uh, professionally... Uh, Say about six years now. About six years. Yeah. Okay. Six okay. Years, yeah. And of course, you grew up here in Houston. What part of uh, Houston did you grow up in? Uh, southwest side. Southwest side of Houston. All right. Went shout out to the Southwest side. To, to uh, Mo City. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Um, who were your musical influences growing up? Growing up, uh, uh, J N W A. Mike, of course, everybody listened to Mike. Um, you know all of the all of the old stuff, man. James Brown, just growing up on all of those things. But what really got me into hip hop was was probably like Jay, Nas, Biggie. You know. Okay. Uh, any of the Houston Houston artists got you into that too? You or? know, man. I'm gonna be real with you, man. Uh, I grew up around it, but it was never something that really just. That wasn't what made me want to rap, be an MC. I, I grew up listening to a lot of East Coast MCs, man. Okay, you know I mean? okay. No, yeah, I, I, I get you. But of I was course, but no, but let me say something, though. Uh, definitely, I would say Scarface, bro. Scarface made me realize that uh, somebody from the South could be considered one of the top lyricists, you know what I'm saying, in the game, period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would say Face too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like I was telling Mark uh, yesterday that uh, I I too grew up around you know the hip hop music, the hip hop scene in Houston early two thousands, and I, I didn't really get it until I got older and yeah. I started appreciating more. And you know, Slim, Paul Wall, Kiki, all of them. Yeah. I started growing because I'm a musician as well. I, I love music it, and this and that. So 
you know, you you know as well. Once you start digging into something, you start really appreciating. Like, damn, this shit's good. Why the fuck yeah, I never got onto that right? shit before? Yeah, like what took me so long? What was I? So, um, uh, besides music, what other um, what other activities do you do? Do you uh, like sports? I, oh, yeah, you know? I like I, I definitely like to work out. Uh, I like to uh, visit museums. Like to go to comedy shows, improv. What's uh, who's one of your favorite um, comedians? Uh, definitely, like right now, um, I would say Dave Chappelle. Oh, Dave yeah. Chappelle is one of my favorite comedians. Of course, uh, Richard Pryor, uh, Eddie Murphy, Bernie Mac. Not a lot of people mention Bernie Mac a lot. I don't know why. I don't he's know he's why. a fucking goat, man. Yeah. I mean, the motherfucker is so fucking funny. Naturally bro. funny, not even telling jokes, just really up there, just being himself. Yeah. You know what it, I mean? it, that's what I call like a true comedian, man. Like this guy here, don't even have to think about it. Exactly. No Chris Rock. No Chris Rock. Yeah, Chris, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to bring up Chris. You know, he going through a tough time right now. But what, yeah, man, what Chris, you think about that? Chris what you think about that, man? You know, uh, you know, I just think that, um. Just as well as he said, you know, I don't know what's going on. I really, honestly, I do not know what to take from that situation, you know. Uh, I don't feel like uh, that should have taken place between two black men on national TV. Okay. Uh, I also feel like if you're going to be at an event and you know it's public information out there about your life, you got to be able to handle that. Like you said, like he said in his acceptance speech, you know, we sit up here, but then again, on the other hand, everybody has a breaking point too. You know what I mean? Like sometimes people get pushed and I say, throughout his whole 20 year career, when has he ever acted out of character like that? You know? Yeah. You know, yeah so no. everybody has, you know, everybody deserves a second chance. Uh, everybody deserves a day where, you know, it might not be the best day, but God, I'm, you know, I made a mistake, you know? Yeah, I, I don't blame him, man. Like you yeah. said, everybody's got a breaking point. He's never acted out of character. Right. And everybody's made fun of him. He's been a laughingstock for the last couple of years, ever since that Red Table, you know, interview, yeah, which he put all his shit out there and made him look weak. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't got nothing against Will Smith. Will Smith's one of my favorite fucking comedians, or I mean, not comedians, but I guess. People, actor, actor yeah. people. Yeah, he's, he's a good, he's a you know, good man. He's a good man, and so is Chris Rock. You know what I mean? I I don't want to say that like Chris Rock not a bad, like a good guy, but you know. Yeah, it was just that he low low joke. Yeah, 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 it was it was a low jab, and then at the same time, you know, you might not know what the extent of her you know situation is. I was telling another podcast friend of mine, we were talking about this. I was I was giving him this situation. It's like, what if it was Jada went up there and slapped him? You think it would have been the same, uh, I guess, hype in the media? Or you think it would have been different? It would have been the same hype. And because of the time that we're in, I believe that she wouldn't have been an, under much scrutiny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, but it, it it definitely there's definitely something to think about though. I didn't even think about that. What yeah. if Jada went up there and did that? You know? Yeah, because I, I I had presented him that and I was like, I don't 
I don't think she would have. I don't think she would have gotten the same flag Will Smith got because oh, wow. it's one she's defending herself. Right. And of course, I mean, I'm not sure if Chris Rock knew she had alopecia, but yeah. she would have been oh, up there. She, you know, she you know. announced it, and of course, you know, I think he said that they friends. You know. Yeah. Because it was common knowledge, you know, they all public figures. But I mean, to me personally, I don't think it it, it wouldn't have been the same. It probably would have been like this female empowerment movement, you know, all that, <laughs> yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, know they would have made a whole big thing about it, but you know, it's the opposite, and it's Will Smith, so you know, right. he's gonna get flat. But um, so you started around what you said, twenty sixteen, your music career and all that. Yeah, twenty sixteen um, got you know uh, posted in the fader. Um, so I would say that's when, and then I dropped uh, in other news, I don't do drugs anymore. Okay, the top of that year, so it was really uh, not in other news, I don't do drugs. Trust and bank, I'm so sorry. I started pushing that out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do you remember your first show? I do. Oh, how was that? Where, where was it? How was it? Just tell me, tell me all about it. Oh man, okay. My first show was with another, you know, a local Houston artist, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, he curated a, a series of shows. We were all in high school and stuff. We all went to I went to the same middle school as him, and uh, we did. Uh, I don't even want to. I don't even want to make his shit hot like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it was a series, and it was a certain night. You know what I mean? And we did a show. We did a show there, and. Uh, I think it was uh, called Crystal Lounge or something back then, or some downtown off of Chenevert. I can't remember the name of the place. Okay. But uh, went in there. I was not good, bro. You know what I'm saying? I really was not good. It was like I had my my family in that hole, but they was rocking, but nobody else was rocking. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. You know, looking back on it, the songs wasn't hitting like that. You know what I mean? So it was it was an experience, bro. It was a learning experience. It it told me where I was and where I wasn't. Man, I have some experiences myself <laughs> with some shows. Uh, I'm gonna I'm drop this one. This is it's a it's a long one, but I'm gonna try to make it short. So I was in this group. We uh, hooked, connected with this one white boy. His name was Harley. He was like, I got this beer garden up here in Spring, Old Town Spring. I'm oh. doing a show, so it's like, all right, bet. So we go. Tell me why the place looks like a like a rundown house. Oh, I was man. like, all right, red flag. Don't yeah. know what the fuck's going on. He comes out, hey man, come sh- you know, come come in the back. Yeah. He shows us the backyard. It looked trashed out. I was like, where the fuck am I? Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. takes us into this little garage, which I'm like, all right, this is where we gonna die. We gonna Whoa. this white guy is gonna fucking kill us, bro. <laughs> nah, it, we walk in and it looks like this western '80s kind of. Garage, like whatever. other faces was gonna pop out the yeah. basement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but we sit there and we smoke and we smoke a a, a, a joint, shit like yeah. that. Get ready, get faded, yeah. and all that. I go up on stage and I don't even remember where the fuck I was. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was I was blowed, bro. I was yeah. gone. The second time we played there, we were we were trying to get through one song and the power went out like six times. Oh wow. Yeah. So he didn't have a proper uh, power supply. I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck was his problem, but yeah. like I mean, he had a nice setup. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah. it just wasn't just, the right place. It just it wasn't right for us. Yeah, it just wasn't you right know, for sometimes us. Sometimes you run into those things, bro. Like not every situation gonna be what you expect. Sometimes you think it's gonna be 
this type of venue, but it turned out to be that type of venue. You know what I'm saying? So you never really know what to expect till you get there because you only get you only answering the call. You feel me? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But I've, I've been in some crazy. Yeah. Some crazy ass situations, man. As a musician, I do, bro. and I'm like, where the fuck am I playing at? Yo, you know, not even getting paid. Yeah. I ain't got nobody there. It's just me and whoever I'm playing I'm, with. Yeah, I definitely, yeah, that, yeah, that definitely. The whole, you know, the, the sell this many tickets and then you know, what I'm saying you can get on it. Yeah, the, the the showcases and all those joints. Yeah, I remember those too, man. Like. It's you know it's a lot that you go through as an independent artist, local artist in the city, man. Like you gotta be built for this shit, you know. Like, yeah. You gotta be built. You gotta have. When I say built for it, it's not about skill. It's not about talent. It's about a mindset, bro. You know what I mean? Like, am I gonna? Uh, do I understand that if nobody's gonna get this shit done, it's gonna be me? You know what I'm saying? So once you keep that mindset and you always. Actively waking up every day This is what I do This is what I do I'm gonna move forward in this goal That's when this shit start getting fun You know what I'm saying But when you start thinking about why this, why that Man You'll rack your brain bro For real And then you competing with how many other people around the city Trying to do the same thing as you Trying to get the bag Trying to get all this Trying yeah. to be famous well, trying If you're you you like, you in this shit for the bag though In my opinion I mean, it's a good tool. Mm-hmm. But if you're in this shit for the bag, man, I, I just think that you'll definitely lose sight of what it takes you to focus on to continue to keep us that bag coming in because the product got to be right. Yeah. And as an artist, man, you know, if you want to be one of the guys who really cultivate this shit, you know what I'm saying? Like really, really put your your stamp in it instead of being like a an empty vessel for other talented people to give you so you can be the face of it. Man, straight up, like you real life gotta be invested in this shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? For real, for real. I, I, I for real, man. I mean the same goes as, like I said, with me to be a musician. I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a rock star. I wanted to, you know, have my hair long and, you know, tour and do this and that. But it's just, it just, I put in the dedication. I put in the hard time and all that. It just didn't come to fruition, which I have no problems with. But yeah. uh, ultimately, I, I stepped into this and shit, I've been doing it for two and a half years and oh. shit, I'm straight with it, you know? Man. What's up with this shit, man? I don't know. I guess, <laughs> I guess I'm more on the side. Like, you know, if I never made a dollar from this shit, like, if I didn't have people that supported it or anything like that, I'd probably still do it. Cause, you know, not to sound cliche or nothing, but this shit real therapeutic for me. You know what I mean? No, yeah, like, man, I understand. Like, I know you still be getting in the studio, like, as of right now. Like, even still doing the podcast, and you still. Oh, man, I feel inspired today because you really love music. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I wouldn't, and being dedicated to this shit, like, that's what I mean. Like, I still love to do it. That's what I mean, the love for it, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what take you to that next level, I think. Shit, and it's been a while since I put out something. I mean, I usually fit around with, with GarageBand and shit like that. Yeah. I, uh, at the beginning of the podcast, I do this little intro song. I'm, I created it. I did it myself. It was on the back burner, and I was like... Fuck it, I'm gonna use it because I was using instrumentals, right? And I was like, I like it, but it's just not me. 
Right on. It's like, I don't want to be, I don't want to sound like everybody else. I want to sound like myself. Right on. So that's the first thing you hear is this rock, whatever, guess whatever song. And then it's like, this is me. For sure. That's me. So, um, so throughout your musical career, um, what are the, what, what is like one of the best concerts you've had before that you can remember? Uh, shit. I'd say probably best as far as my performance, mm-hmm. uh, Vince Staples. I did, I opened up for Vince Staples. Really? Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Dope. How and, long ago uh, was that? I think that was 2017. Okay. 2017. And, uh, like, as far as, like, the grandest moment, like, the feeling of achievement, my headliner here at the Secret Group. Okay. We sold out, bro. 300 cap room, bro. So I was like, man, that was... That was crazy to see people actually like that I never met before, and some and my family and the guys that I know, my core guys and my core fans that I like see on a, on a day to day, well not day to day, but you know very very frequently they at every single show. Mm-hmm. Man, bro, it was really like crazy to see them chanting the words, you know what I'm saying, and really seeing how much they was invested in the music like that. So that was like probably like the the best moment. And of course, J Rock, because I, you know, I really admire the TD imprint. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I like the way that they do business and the way they came into the game. It's, it's, it's real uh, in line with my mindset. You know what I mean? And yeah. how I think and approach music. That's dope. That's dope. All right. Well, let me ask you a couple of musical questions and let me know what you think. So some of these might be unpopular. Some of these might not. Some of you might agree with and shit like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you ever heard the uh, the, the podcast called Drink Champs. Yeah, of course. Okay. Sure. Okay. So you know, so you know where I'm trying to get it. I'm trying yeah. a little, try, try to do a little bit. Yeah. Um, we don't have we don't have alcohol. We ain't got no alcohol. And I'm upstanding from. Alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, so in you your opinion, water. Who who would you say is better out of these two, DMX or Tupac? DMX. DMX? Yeah. And why why would you say DMX? DMX is definitely a, when you say better, I, I look at, um, you know, I look at first the lyrical ability, stage presence. Uh, they both kind of did the same thing, so that's a good comparison. They both acted and did music. Uh, Tupac was an actor. He wasn't really a gangster, unfortunately, but his music yeah. really spoke his voice spoke yeah. the way he wrote and in the way his his passages read, yeah, of course, that made him great in the literature side, but when we talk about hip hop, I think DMX was better because he was really in that mm-hmm. he was he really lived that stuff that he rapped. he didn't speak it from a lens of someone else. Yeah, he wanted to know where his dogs at. Yeah, yeah, real talk. Real talk. I don't know if you've seen the uh, the documentary that's on HBO Max about uh, DMX. Really yeah. great, man. That shit. Was it really is. Great. It is. 
It is. Really I bad. didn't want to watch it because I didn't, I didn't want them to make him look bad. You know. No, they don't. They don't make yeah. him look bad. I mean, because uh, he, had, I think, I think he was like 2019. He had just got out of like prison or something like okay, that. Okay. Something. Okay. So he had his hand in it a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, and then it, it kind of uh, goes towards like where he's like trying to get back in touring and this and this and that. You know, stuff like that. I actually saw DMX live, bro. That was. I'm glad I got to see that before he got out of here, man. That was a great experience. Yeah, man. RP to to one of the greats, yeah. man. Shoot, that that shit hurt, bro. Because it's like over the years you hear like oh DMX is in in, uh, in the hospital DMX is suffering through this you know this and that and we're like damn man this damn this man's been through enough yeah you know he had you know? a he had a rough life you know yeah but I mean he leaves uh, he leaves behind a great legacy so yeah definitely. That was, we, we can always celebrate him definitely uh, Biggie or uh, Big Pun <laughs> of course Big and why you say B.I.G.? B.I.G. Because, I mean, look. Look at, I mean, why you think Big Pun wanted to name himself <laughs> Big Pun? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He made, he was the original, well, I guess I could, uh, Heavy D. Did he come after? I think Heavy D was kind of like in the early 90s, yeah. I think, in a way. So, so it, it's kind of like somewhere in well, the Well, I would say he made gangster rappers and I won't even. I do. Would you? Would you? Would you call Biggie a gangster rapper? Yeah, he he swagged that shit out with lyrical ability. He was like a fucking like a hybrid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I gotta say Biggie, man. And then he had two albums. Like there's always he the, got out of here. He yeah. got out of here, but it's like damn, that artist it's bumping. It's now, still now, still to this day, People and there's always there's always the conversation or the argument: Can Biggie really be called a goat because he only had two albums? You know, I, I've dealt People with. People call Lauryn Hill a goat. She had one. You know, that's right. That's, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's a good outlook. Yeah. Unless you want to count the Fugees, but you don't really. I don't think yeah. you can really count the Fugees. Yeah, because that's a collective. I'm talking about singing like Lauryn Hill herself. She only had one album. Yeah, cause I I used to uh, I used to work around some coworkers and stuff like that. And we would always talk music and shit like that, and hip hop yeah. and all that. And uh, one of our supervisors was like, "Man, I can't I can't say Biggie's a goat because he only had two albums." And I'm like, "Yeah, but people are still bumping them two albums to this day, almost like thirty yeah. something years later." That's you know and then, you know people put that out there like, yeah, but how did it sell though? Some people put out a lot of albums and they don't even amount to one album that one person sold. I'd rather be effective one time than kind of like streaky. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather go 10 for 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, Ready to Die is a fucking classic, man. Hey, no yeah. misses on that shit, bro. And then it's like, it's kind of chilling. Oh, yeah. It's kind of chilling when you think about it. The song selection. You listen to the lyrics, it's like, I kind of felt the same. I, I can imagine how people felt at that time because I felt that way when I watched the Juice World documentary. Mm-hmm. Then I heard some of them lyrics. It's like, you foreshadowed, you know? Like, I'm ready to get out of here. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, damn. You know what I mean? But yeah. yeah. RIP to those guys, man. Cole or Kendrick? And you know me and my boy Ray, we was just talking about that yesterday. We were just talking about that yesterday. That's that foreshadowing right there. Got you, man. Oh man. Take your time. Take your time. Oh man. 
Just because, man. Just because this man hasn't. He hasn't been dropping music. And you know I love you, bro. I gotta go with Cole if we're making a decision because Cole has been so he's been so efficient. He had excuse me. He, he hadn't um he hadn't really missed, bro. He he did three albums back to back, no features, didn't win no Grammys, but it's like his impact still stuck at the same level mm-hmm. as his his opposition. Not his opposition, but his 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 peers. You know what I'm saying? If not one of the ones in the forefront, so. And then he's selling. He he popping other artists off. Kendrick is too. You know, shout out to Kendrick and PG Lang. What they doing is great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Baby Keem too, because he just won a Grammy. So they they bringing stuff home. But I gotta go with Cole just because he just he's done more. He stacked it up. But Kendrick will be more legendary on the books because his music has definitely stood the test of time. We saw that when he popped out for the first time he did. He went all the way back to his first introduction, Section 80, and people still was rocking with it. So then he got a Pulitzer and, you know, so it's like things things, things happen where his resume is stacked, bro. Yeah, but I gotta go with Cole. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I think it's hard to. I think it's hard to choose between both of them because both of them are top tier yeah. at their game. Both have a different style. Both bring that ferocity and that that hundred percent hustle. Yeah. So it's hard to choose between both of them. So yeah. I, I totally agree with you. Um, then you got lineage too. Oh, it's like lineage. Like Kendrick was more self made, kind of. With Top Dog Yeah Cause you know But then again I like how Cole went from like Cole. Doing radio shit And then just like And then just dropped Fuck And was that. like I got I'm all this focused. shit yeah. I'm not focused on that Let me get my my people It's more cult Yeah You know For sure It's more for cult sure, for sure. Uh, Just because they white And I have to put them <laughs> to Compare both of them uh, Slim or Mac Slim Shady <laughs> We go Slim Shady Snap us to a Slim Jim We gonna say Slim Jim I'm just joking Yeah Slim or Mac What'd you say Just to throw it out there Cause they both white And nobody else I gotta go Oh man Now now I like Mac Mac is good But yeah I gotta go with M You talking about M You talking about I'm M- talking M- about Slim But okay we'll, we'll say We'll say New We'll say right now Slim Right now, Slim. I know you're looking at me crazy. I know you're looking at me crazy. But that's just the question. That's like just him it. right now, today. Yeah, today, Slim. Not like we're talking about from from 90 Slim all the way from now. We're talking about like present day Slim. No. No, I don't like, I don't like present day Eminem right now. I, don't, I feel like he fell off. I feel like he just wasn't as inspiring as he was back. I mean, well, I just feel like, so. you know, that's the, he didn't, he didn't, first of all, he didn't work with the youth. Mm-hmm. That's where he messed up. Like he was so detached. I think he's just detached from the culture right now. Like he's in his own bubble. Let me rap, 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 rap you to death. And that's we know, we know. 
Everybody's on record Don't mess with the white boy mm-hmm. But Man If we talking about present day I gotta go with Mac Okay man. Okay Shut up R.I.P. to Mac R.I.P. to Mac Man I shed real tears for him man I, I he, really, he was just gone too soon He man. was actually You know He was actually the guy who Made me believe At 16 That I could be a, a rapper You know what I'm saying Like I faithfully wasn't, you know, that was a real inspiration in my in my career. The first time I heard Mac was with the kids album and I was like, Yeah, okay, this is this is different. Never never heard this this dude rapping and shit like that and just bringing something different to it. Yeah, the blog era was crazy. That was a great time, bro. Two thousand two thousand eight to two thousand twelve, it was like that was great. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That was really great for 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 hip hop. I think I hate that. Yeah, man. you know, blogs not prominent no more. Damn, who else? Who else can I think of? I will. We'll come back to it. But anyways, Michael Jackson or Prince? Ooh. Okay, so I'm gonna have to say I love Mike, but I'm gonna have to say Prince. <laughs> Why? Why you say that? So as a musician, okay. Prince can play anything. And that motherfucker said, if I can't play it, by the end of the night, I'ma got this shit. I got this shit down. Yeah. And two, I mean, he could sing, he can play, he could he could do all that shit on stage. He didn't need no fucking band. He could he made his own album. Yeah. You know? And then yeah. he's got he's got a lot more music. I know he's not he doesn't have a lot more music than Mike, but I think Technic Yeah if you want I think Prince him. stood up For himself more Than Mike did I know Mike was kind of He did Later on his life But I think Prince was more like No nah, y'all you not know, gonna Mike, fuck with Mike me Mike like controlled that. a large portion Of the uh, music industry At one point in time Oh yeah know? he did oh, Yeah he you know? Yeah He was real like What It was really like Kind of like Kanye before Kanye. That's why he called it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can y'all really tell me? Mike just was more quiet and you know meek. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For sure, for sure. Uh, but what you say? What do you say? I'm saying Mike all day. Okay. You know okay. Mike all day. Okay. And I love Mike, man. Yeah. I grew up listening to Mike, Thriller, fucking Off the Wall, fucking yeah. all that shit from the '90s, man. It Mike is, he's a god, bro. He's a god, yeah. musical god, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. like Prince, just, is, Prince is right there, right next to him. So. I was just making sure. Oh, that that's what we was. Okay, okay. yeah, you got right, me. I got you. Because I hold on now, Mike. You can't. You can't. No, Mike couldn't miss. No, Mike could not miss, bro. Good, Mike could not miss. Mike, peace to both of them. Those musical guys and those, yeah, you know, those, those intelligent black men. It would have been nice to see what they would have been doing right now. Yeah. That would have been pretty dope. I feel like they would have finally done something together, toured together. I feel like that's what would have happened. Oh, that would have been pretty dope. And that would have been, I feel like that would have been the highest grossing tour ever in history. Nobody would ever catch it. Probably not. Not not with Mike and Prince at the same time? Exactly. You would not catch it. I I can picture that now. Mike just... Doing something while Prince is playing the guitar and with the back. Oh man! Or, or do they? Or they do the verses thing? Imagine a sure. Mike Mike versus Mike versus Prince. Prince versus like imagine that shit. Mm-hmm. That would be the first one where they would have to do it in a stadium. True. 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that, the the artists they be working with too. Oh yeah. man. For real. I know a lot of people were like they compare the weekend to Mike and stuff like that. Nah, let's yeah. Let's kill that, everybody. Everybody who's saying that, let's stop doing that. You know? The weekend is the weekend. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna turn it to change his name to Abel. <laughs> Can everybody call him and then Michael Jackson is Michael Jackson. Michael Joseph Jackson. Mm-hmm. That's him. Let him be him. He'll never be able to do that. Because one came before the other. Mm-hmm. So yeah. He's learning. He like just like Chris admitted it. Like when you go up there and you start denying the fact that this is what then just be let him be him then. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like he took a, a different musical direction. Like he's making like eighties kind of yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He he jumped into that realm, so it's it's different. Have you listened to his his new album? Yeah, I'm. You know, I'm really surprised that you know it's it's not being talked about more. But, oh man! But you know, you know how his albums do. Like probably like sometime in the next two months, something's gonna happen where one of those songs just is everywhere. Catches on fire. Yeah. So he'll be back at the Grammys and all that Super Bowl again. Right. I didn't really like his Super Bowl. Uh, I thought that was. I, I liked it because I'm. I'm really into visual. From the visual perspective, from, yeah. From visual perspective, yeah. Yeah. He, I think musically, he just didn't really have them them bangers like you know a lot of people should. I mean, I guess at that point. Yeah. Yeah. This. What did you think about this Super Bowl? <sighs> so, I talked about this before. Okay. It looks good on paper. It's genius on paper. Jay fucking killed it on paper. Yeah. But I feel like they could have had more people. I think, yeah, it's cool to highlight Dre, Snoop, and, you know, some of the, some of the guys. You said it could have been more people, like, artists on it? Yeah, I feel like Ice Cube could have made an appearance. I, I think he should have made an appearance more than fucking 50, to be honest. Yeah. Cause I mean he was right there with with both of them. But yeah, yeah. But you gotta also think about it was aftermath, you know. Oh yeah, that's true. Was, I guess a bit. I guess yeah, Ice know. was making one of them. Are we there yet? Movies at that time. Nah, you know Ice Cube probably. <laughs> he on tour right now. He's gonna be on tour with Scarface. See, see, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to man. Shout out to. Bro. How about that? Cube shout or Scarface? To, I gotta go with Face, man. Okay. Just because okay. I got to rock with the hometown, too. True, true, true. Man, I had another one. I was going, what was I going to go with this one? Although, Cube, you know, Cube, Cube is a, good, a big influence in my life, too, in mm-hmm. my music, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually got a song called Dope Man. Okay, okay, okay. That's bad. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, damn, I had another one in mind, but... We gonna skip it. Gonna. So let's get into our uh, our first topic of the night, or our first segment of the night. It's called unpopular opinions. <laughs> After like so many fucking years, motherfuckers be like, "Why you don't have a button for your unpopular opinions to let us know?" I was like, "I don't know." So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just come make that joint real quick." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, Rock, since you are a special guest, you have any unpopular opinions? It could be music, food, about the culture, about the city. It could be about 
what type of underwear you like girls wearing. It could be by anything. Unpopular opinion. An unpopular opinion is you should really eat everything separately, like one at a time, like on your plate. You okay. should you should eat like one thing at a time. And why? Uh, explain a little bit more about that, because that's interesting. I had never heard anybody say that before. Because you never really know how something really, really tastes when you're mixing it together. You know what I'm saying? Once you taste it one at a time. It's like, hmm. Now I really, really know how good these potatoes were. Not because I put my steak in it and mixed my steak sauce in there, and now it tastes like oh, it's potatoes. I wanna, I wanna taste everything individually. Hmm. Okay. I agree with you, but <laughs> I kind of, kind of, I kind of disagree. I think. Some things are just meant to be paired together. Like, I, I understand, like, yeah, you should taste one thing separate. Like, if the potatoes were, you know, dipped in garlic and butter and, yeah. you know, got a little something, something on it. Yeah, you want to taste those because those were made separately. But I feel just certain things should meant, are meant to be together. If you agree with me, would it be an unpopular opinion? Uh, no, it wouldn't. See why is this motherfucker more smart than I am? I got was it one of the mother was it? Hey yo, what the fuck? <laughs> hey yo! <laughs> oh man, shit! Uh, damn, would you would you got another unpopular opinion? I'm gonna think of one. I'm gonna think of one. I didn't have one the other night, but I had one, but it it wasn't that good. So. Uh. I mean, look, I have some saved on some unpopular thing. Body count doesn't mount, really matter. When you think about it, it really don't matter. Your homeboy looking at you like, I know, and he, and then, and hey, yo, what the fuck? And really, he shouldn't. He damn sure. <laughs> oh, he no. goddamn. She damn sure shouldn't be fucking looking at me like that. <laughs> Cause he know. He, he don't You shut your ass up Fuck <laughs> 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 You talking shit about you <laughs> Yeah Nah uh, I don't think so You wanna know why Why is that Because Man we gotta stop with the double negatives and shit You know It's a Let's say she She did fuck like Now you know If it's a lot for anybody that's what I mean. Like, if it's a lot for anybody, then body count don't matter. So, what's what's a lot to you? I want to know. I feel like if you got, like, 50 fucking sex partners and shit, 50, my nigga, like... You might as well just close the store. I mean, <laughs> shit, shit. I mean, at this point, you just... You fucking it. You know? You fucking it. But, you know, 50? 50, is a lot. 50's a lot. If you you know what I'm saying, cause my thing is like, how are you fucking that many people? You know what I'm saying. Fifty's a lot, yo. Now would be now would fifty be a lot if it was spanned out through fifty years? Not fifty. Let's say fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Well, let's think about life. How old are you? How old are you at this point? We'll say forty-five. Forty-five. 
Actually, you know what? Let's say they're 50. So they started, started banging them out at 35. So you said what age? 50? We'll say 50. 50. 50. Oh, let me get my calculator out. <laughs> 50. While Rock is doing 30. his. Okay, so you 35. I mean, that's 30. That's. That's 35 years you got to be having sex. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so out of those years. That's got to be like what? Like two partners a year? Three partners was, a year? But I'm thinking about what time did you start having sex like as a kid? Well, yeah, a lot of people have sex at like what? 18, 19? I guess not. Or I mean, earlier now. Shit. Shit. <laughs> he's like, Shit. he's like, no, 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 uh, no comment. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, like, at 14, 14, I think 14, you start. That's when you start. I'm uh, not gonna agree with that. I'm, yeah. I'm people are starting younger and younger now, man. Yeah, you know, Shit. something's in the water, <laughs> something's in that food. Yeah, because, yeah, these some big ass kids out here, man. Like, is that is, I saw a dude, I saw a dude with a full beard. I asked him how old he was. The motherfucker said 13. She should have slapped his ass. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't gonna slap his big ass. Oh, um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, man, it's, it's all that hormones in the food nowadays that yeah. make these kids look like they're old enough. Yeah. Fucking kids that are 13 look like they're 18. Yeah. You know. Meanwhile, I'm a 29 year old man. I still look yeah. younger than I am. Yeah, bro. God bless us. Um, but yeah, man, it's I I can I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. 50 is a lot. 50 is a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, but you know, how, would 50 be a lot for a man though? See, and that's the see that's the double negative. That's what it's coming in at. And that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying at the, at the at this point. What does it matter? For a woman, I do feel like yeah, it's like if you fuck if you having sex with fifty quality men, then I could probably look past it. But if you just out here hitting any letting any dick letting any dude hit you, you know what I'm saying? And, you're not gaining nothing out of it or nothing. Not saying that that's what you should use it for, but at least, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm. Doesn't matter. She with you now. You shouldn't even really be worried about how many people hit. You know what I'm saying? You should be worrying about if she healthy or not. That's really what's going down. That's true. That's you know true. Man, somebody's going to come up to you after the show and be like, hey, man. What you mean body count don't matter? Yeah, I'm going to tell them the same thing. I'm be like, check this out, G. No, man. Let me, let me, because I've been really trying to not be like that no more. But, you know, I'm going to say this. Back in the day, if somebody walked up to me and asked me that, I asked him, where's your girl at? Oh. Yeah, I asked him myself, do you think that matters, though? I'm like, I don't. And then, <laughs> you know what I mean? But he does. That's why he be fucking, he be mad at it and shit. You know what I'm saying? True. True. That's true. All right. Well, I think I got one, but I think we can all say this is kind of popular, but it's unpopular to yeah. a majority of the people in the country or whatever. Marijuana and gambling should be legal all across the state. Right. 
And the reason I think so, mm-hmm. as somebody who's in the middle, yeah, bro, think of the fucking money the states could be bringing in with that shit. True. Fucking if gambling was legalized in Texas, which it should be a fucking no-brainer. We have a fucking game called Texas Hold'em. Right. Bro, Galveston would look like fucking Vegas, bro. It would. Oh, fuck. You can imagine all the hotels. It it wouldn't look... It would look like fucking Vegas on the water, bro. Right. And all that money that would come in. Like, all these podcasters I listen to, it's like... It, ma- it makes no fucking sense why these people still... Legal, I mean, uh, illegal making you know weed legal. So yeah. dumb. It's a money maker. I think they're getting ready. It's getting ready to happen. All that. I know they what decriminalized it, right? Yeah. They passed it, and hopefully it'll it keep going up. And then fucking Joe Biden, yeah, without remembering what he signed, it signs that hoe, and we good. Hopefully, we, I, hope, <laughs> I thought we thought Obama was gonna be the one to do it. A lot of people did think that too. Yeah, he stopped smoking because he was a, he admitted to smoking marijuana. Which I mean, everybody has. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah. Shout out to I did not have sexual <laughs> relations with that woman. I smoked a little marijuana back in my day. Bro, I mean, everybody does. I mean, you can't. Nobody can say, "Oh, I never smoked." I mean, you must have smoked it back when you were younger. Come on, man! Don't don't try to be righteous and shit like that. Everybody's done. I've done it. I done it when I was in, when I was a junior in high school. Yeah, that's that was my way to start doing it. And then I might have become a little stupid, but hey, I'm good. Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> Not stupid as in like losing brain cells, but like goofy in a way. No, nah, no, nah, I feel you. Because I, I did, bro. I, I get. Don't think it, I don't think it make you. I think that shit actually elevate your mindset. Oh when yeah, you, when, when I am it, high, I do. Like these edibles I take, they're Delta Eight gummies. Because you know I, yeah, they Delta Eight. So when I take them, it's like it's like a secondhand high. Yeah. But it, I don't it. I don't know how to explain it, man. It just you feel good. It's not a head high. It's it's not really necessarily a body high, but it's like all all in one. So, cause like whenever I get head high, yeah, I can feel like my my brain like thumping for some reason. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if anybody's ever felt like that before, but yeah. and when I get a body high, I feel like very achy in a way. You feel achy? I feel achy sometimes. Like I feel like what? Well, like you know, like a little dinosaur. Like what the fuck's wrong with my arms and ah, shit like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like numb. Yeah, 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 like numb. I guess in a way. But when I take these gummies, I think one time I was watching. I was watching football, and like I just curled up in my little blanket, just was watching the game. I enjoyed it. Shit, I, yeah. I saw things from a different perspective in football too. Oh yeah, some of these guys got skinny arms like pretzel sticks, and I was yeah. like, bro, you got pretzel sticks for arms, bro. <laughs> 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 oh man, but yeah, I, I like taking Delta A gummies. I mean, it does take a little bit longer to get out of your system. Which is funny because I had to do a drug test, hey. and uh, <laughs> motherfucker had to wait a whole week for this shit to come out of my system. Yeah, I was like, never Q, again. Q, you know, I have the solution for passing a drug test. If you guys want it, surefire. Let's hear it. If you are like a uh, a larger person, like. 
You know, you weigh over, you know, 180. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You might want to get something called Q-Carbo 32. Okay. Q-Carbo 32 is a, it's a, a detox. Uh, you got to drink that maybe three days before your drug test or maybe two days. No, I ain't even going to say two days. Stops, make sure that you stop smoking like a couple days, two, three days before you go take your drug test, mm-hmm. preferably a week. Get the Q-Carbo, drink that, then fill it up with water, chug that, then get a gallon of water and drink a gallon of water. Urinate until, you, you know, the, your urine starts to turn clear. Mm-hmm. Take some B12 vitamins. And then you go get some, like, at-home drug tests, like those little $1 ones that you go get from the Dollar Tree. I got those. You know what I'm talking about? You be the one buying at the store. Oh. You be the one That's why they're hiding it at the Dollar Tree, bro. Damn. Damn. Motherfucker had to go behind the counter and go get them. Yeah, you got that shit? You know what I mean. Nah, but you take that. And this is the trick. See, when you take a drug test, you never just pee directly into the cup. You pee into the, you pee into the, you know, the toilet. Catch your urine midstream. Mm. That's gonna be your most, you know, clearest sample. That's when you're gonna. That's when you're gonna pass the drug test. That's, that's nuggets of gold advice, yeah. bro. Yeah. Golden nuggets of advice. I'm bro. Telling you, try it. Do oh. exactly what I said. I'm gonna write the formula down. Oh, he's got the formula, bro. You know, he's got I'm the gonna, blueprint. I'm actually gonna make a YouTube video because I know that you can. You imagine how many people look that shit up <laughs> on a daily basis? Because I this wanna, man got thousands, was, thousands of views. As I was looking it up, bro, I was like, "How to?" And it said, "Pass a drug test immediately, bro." <laughs> I typed in H O W. That shit said, "How to pass a drug test, bro." These these AI computers, bro, they read our minds like nobody's fucking business, bro. Yo. That shit's crazy, bro. You know that shit on you know you have a on you got an iPhone. You know when it says uh ask your apps allowed to track. Yeah. That's what that shit doing, tracking your search history and shit to put shit in front of the app to move in front of your like move up in your algorithm and shit. For sure. Shit, there's some you ever notice how you search like you Google search maybe Wendy's or something? I don't know on Google, and then like all of a sudden Wendy's ad page gonna pop up on your fucking Instagram and Facebook and Facebook, all that shit. Yeah, they own, but you know, the same shit. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. they're doing. This times where they're like just collecting yeah. data on your on your off of your phone, they sending it to Russia. Chill out, y'all. <laughs> the motherfuckers be like, oh, this motherfucker's hunger again. He wants Little Caesars. You already ordered it three times this week. Motherfucker better. Yeah, man. You know, <laughs> prices going up, man. They don't even have the $5. It's like, like five ninety nine, something yeah, like that now. It's $5 no more, man. It's like 6 12 with taxes and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the $6.12, bro. It's not the, it's not the $5 uh, hot and ready no more. Yeah, dog. It's fucked up. Shit. Uh... I think we got one more in popular opinion. And then one, one more. One more. One in more. music. One in popular, unpopular opinion in music. Here, I'll throw one at you. I think grits are good. 
Grits. Grits. Grits, hell yeah, me too. With butter? Who don't like who don't like grits? Motherfuckers. <laughs> Motherfuckers don't like grits. <laughs> Motherfuckers don't be liking grits. That's Ooh, crazy. I, I don't know if you've ever been to uh the BB's cafe. Man, they got a good fucking. I think it's like steak and grits or something like that. It's like it's a it's a shrimp grits. Not shrimp and grits, but it's a uh, oh. it's a bowl full of grits. It's a big bowl. And they have beef tips with the gravy. What? Oh, what the we fat oh. as hell. <laughs> we fat <laughs> as hell. Bro, he don't want to say nothing, man. Bro, that hoe is good. Oh, Bro, hey, yeah. I think it's only like on Thursdays or some shit like Plug that. Plug me in, man. Plug me in, dog. For real, I need to be there. You been a taste bar? No, I have not been a taste bar. I'm gonna plug they business real quick. Do it. Go ahead. Nah, well, they know. Everybody know taste <laughs> bar. I'm gonna just say they got some real good jerk uh, uh, lamb lamb chops. Okay. okay, okay. I don't know if you eat lamb though. I sometimes do yeah. when it's when it's there. You be you eat you eat pork. Look, man, I'm Mexican. But I know some some people don't eat pork because uh, they just don't like the taste or it's not cooked right or just you know they say that the animals unclean and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. I was like that's cool, bet, but you know I'm eating that shit <laughs> more for Pass me. me the pork rinds, Pass me the pork rinds, baby. So yeah, uh, but yeah, you're you're third in the popular opinion. Forgot about that. Sorry for that. In uh, music. In music, we gotta review. We gotta review. Uh, oh, an unpop- unpopular opinion in rap that Rick Ross can really rap. That's an unpopular opinion in rap. I'm talking about like MC wise, like spitting. You gotta just tell me the facts, bro. You gotta you gotta give me something about it. you gotta tell me why Shit, you think who, that. Who says do you ever hear anybody talk about Rick Ross as one of the top rappers in conversation nowadays? I haven't. I mean nobody talk about they talk about him being a great uh businessman. Wingstop, you know? Bel Air. Oh, yeah, 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 you know. Well, checkers. Oh, he's, he has hands in checkers? Hell yeah. That's what I'm that. saying. Like he, yeah, man, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. That's. I'm not trying to move fast. I'm trying to move correctly. <laughs> shout out to all the pairs, bro. Yeah, shout, out to all the, <laughs> shout out to all the pairs out there. The pairs. No, but I can, I can see that. I can see your, you, what you, what you mean. I can yeah. see that. I, can see that. I just think a lot of people, I guess, are, I guess, blindsided because it's. You know, they don't really take Rick Ross that serious. I guess some people don't. So. Yeah, they don't take him seriously as a rapper. That's why I said it's, it's unpopular opinion. But first of all, he got the best beat selection in the game. That's true. Probably history because sometimes motherfuckers be missing on their beats, but the song just hits so hard with the stuff that they saying and register. You know, like, yeah, that's that's it. Let me fuck with that. I'll, I'll fuck with that song. Play, put that on. Okay. Okay. I see. Yes. Preferably, I like B side songs anyway. Yeah, there's a lot of good B sides. A lot of a lot of people. A lot of good people. For real. So, uh, damn. So I know. 
All right, before we get into our next segment, let me ask you. Let me ask Eddie you Gaffey. this: Who, if you could set up a show, say, hmm, what, what can I, what can I, what can I? Okay, we'll say the secret group, mm-hmm. and you can have two people on stage with you. Who would you pick? It could be anybody. Anybody could be any local, could be any any rapper, any hip hop, anybody. Who are the two that you would like to perform with on stage? Kendrick, so uh, people can see the difference in in the music that we make and start making that comparison. Which yeah. <laughs> I was gonna bring that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. That's the first thing I thought of when I I was listening to some of your music, and I was like. I know he probably hears this a lot. I do. I do. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, you know, it's kind of funny and coincidental how, you know, people's lives can run parallel mm-hmm. with the similarity, I mean. Like, a lot of things that he speaks about in his music, I speak about. You know, he's just a little more, you know, <laughs> you know, he get deep. Mm-hmm. I think I've mastered the, the balance between making a bop and being, uh, I'm getting my point across in a short amount of time to keep the attention of, you know, new age listeners. So I'm still tapped into the youth. Yeah, that's what me and Mark were talking about. He, uh, he was talking about his song, Kind of Nice, where people nowadays, when they listen to music, it's got to be right there. It yeah. can't be fucking six minutes long like it used to be back in like the 70s and 80s people people's minds are so fucking short their their attention span is so short where it's like what the fuck am I still listening to you know so it's like you kind of have to get your point across within under three minutes right so right. I mean but like I see I see you you know him Mark said the same thing he was like you just you have to adapt to these people now to get their attention yeah you don't want to because you want to be more creative and you want to put something out that you like. But if it's like if I gotta cut this, and personally, like, you I think know. that's what Kendrick doing right now with the with the signing of his cousin. Mm-hmm. I think he keep him tapped in with what what the kids want to hear. Uh, my bad, bro. I'm sorry. It's and good. Then, it's good. I clean off. Then uh, I think that he's that's what's taking him so long because he's trying to find that balance too. Mm-hmm. So with with the whole yeah the whole comparison thing man you know it's a similar voice inflictions and tone content but I think we I have a different type of energy on the records than and no pun intended mm-hmm. go get that Mojo Tape volume 2 uh, I think that me being from the South is just a different slang and dialect and just different uh, instrumentation that I bring to my music than Kendrick. But he's a great artist, you know what I'm saying? He's leading the pack. I think right now he is, you know, smoking on top five, if you, if you, you know. No, like, yeah. Well, yeah, I you agree know? with that shit. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. That's a, that's a good brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's just a good brother, you know what I'm saying? Like, he trying to do things the right way. He not spreading a, a message that's destructive to the youth. 
he inspiring younger MCs and even his peers to step their bars up and really rap. He brought competition back to the game. Mm-hmm. You know, he shook it. He shook it. He came in and shook the room, and, and that's why he has so much stand power. And that's that's what you want to do, you know, coming in like that, you know, at the age of 26. You want to get in and, and make as much impact as you can because you know that it's a shorter span. You know, the lifespan of a rapper is maybe two, two years, two and a half years. Mm-hmm. And then on to the next. So when you're making music like that, that register with people, you you, you know, you last the test of time. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got Kendrick, you, and who's the next one you would, who's the next uh, person you would want with you on stage to perform? Um. Thundercat. Oh. Thundercat. Now we're talking, bro. Now yeah. we're talking. I saw his show a couple months ago. That man is a genius, bro. That man, fuck it. If I was high, that man would have elevated me more than, than before. And this is when you say on the stage with me, you mean like we all sharing the stage together. Yeah, we all together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be a good show. Oh. Uh, that would yeah. be a good show. Oh, dope. Dope. Shout out to fucking Thundercat, bro. I don't hear your name. We're going to listen to this, yeah. boy. He is, he's people, a fucking great man. He's great. What people great. fail to realize is they probably heard Thundercat and didn't know it was Thundercat. Yeah. Yeah, and you find people, I, I can't stand poses, bro. Shout but, out, you know. Man, and shout out to, damn, I wish I had three. <laughs> I wish I had three. Hey, we'll make it three. We'll make it three. Fuck it. You'd guessed. Tyler Tyler Shout out to Tyler The creator? Hell yeah The only Tyler? Okay Hell yeah If we talking about a hip hop show Yeah shout out to Tyler I, I would like to That would be a good show I could see you opening up for Tyler Hell yeah That'd be hell, dope Hell yeah I got you Man fuck yeah Shit hey Sometimes shit I say on here happens yeah, man, I speak all this into fruition, man. You know what I'm saying? This is a month where we cleanse and we really receiving all blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm definitely, you know, receiving that energy, bro. I hope, you know, I hope that does happen in the near future. Yeah, in man. The near future. And when uh, when it does happen, I'm going to say, hey, y'all go back to this episode that I yeah, did. I'm for sure. With Rocky, yeah, I'm bro. For sure, <laughs> sure spitting that block on that, on, that, on, that, on that reference, for sure. I was like, hey, yo, let me, let me get a VIP. <laughs> yeah, nah, for sure. You know what's happening. You know what's happening. Hey, hey, hey. Sure. I'm for real, too. Shit, I'm we got real. it. We got I'm it. All right. I know we keep, I know I keep pushing this, but I got two more segments. Not segments, but uh, what we were talking about before, like who over who. Yeah. UGK or Outkast? UGK. UGK? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it just strictly because Texas? Texas? Yeah. Okay. Shout out to Pimp C. Yeah, shout out to Pimp C. Okay. Dude. Yeezy or, or Jay? Jay, because there will Jay. be no Yeezy. Okay. Okay. But who do you think has made a bigger impact right now? You think it's still Jay Z? Or do you think it's more Kanye is making a bigger impact? Making game? a bigger impact right now and what? In music. 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 We'll say music. We'll say music. 
Uh, but of course it's Kanye because Jay's retired. Oh yeah, he did retire. Yeah, he's retired. He he's not ready. He's a businessman. Yeah, when he pop man. out, that's also a business move. Mm-hmm. That's also a business move. Those 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 little appearances, he know what he's doing. And he's I mean he's taking over the music control of this of the Super Bowl halftime show. So yeah, you know what I'm saying. He making that's a smart move. That's smart that's move. That's why I say you know honestly, shit out. When you think about it like that, shit. That's a huge move, man. That's a big move. But also, Kanye, Kanye on his way to the to the trillions. Kanye on his way to the trillions for sure, because he got you know Donda Academy. Think about it. Mm-hmm. He picking the the top players in the country to come to his school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they now high school players can be. Endorsed mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Oh that shit would look dope You feel me So oh. all of, so what What kid coming up Wouldn't want to go play For Kanye Oh Think about it Yeah So he gonna be producing NBA stars Spitting them out While doing fucking Jam ass then, then of course He probably gonna have music mm-hmm. A music section And a fashion section So boom Now it's a It's a it's oh. a whole nucleus of everything that's in entertainment at mm-hmm. one school. If all these kids getting pushed out and they're going to be great, and they give credit to this, that's going that's that's to boost his stock. Mm-hmm. And then Yeezy's going to get bigger. Mm-hmm. He already, Forbes just announced that he's his net worth reportedly $2 billion. $2 billion. So, hey, shout out, to, shout out to Yeezy, bro. Or shout out to Ye. I think he need to change his name to Ye. Yeah. So. So shout out to Ye. His mama named Kanye. <laughs> I'm gonna call him Kanye. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the last segment on the show, which is called What Are You Listening To? It's pretty much just called What Are You Listening To? Uh, so, Rock, what kind of music, or uh, if you do listen to podcasts, what kind of stuff have you been listening to lately? I listen to Joe Budden podcast. Okay. I listen to the Joe Budden podcast. Um,. Of course, drink champs like we said earlier. Mm. Mm. Uh, <laughs> shit, man! I just watch battle. I just I watch battle rap too, man. I just man, I just watched Geechee Gotti. Okay. Destroy. Loaded Lux, bro. I don't know if you watch battle rap. I. Some you say, but you know who Loaded Lux is. Yeah, 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 yeah. God, man, it, it was crazy to see that today. Mm-hmm. I saw that today. I was, I was heartbroken. Damn, I was heartbroken. But that's what I've been watching, you know, as far as podcasts. Okay, okay. Music wise, what you, what you been, uh, what you been listening on? I honestly, you know, I'm in album mode right now, so I've been listening to me. Okay, but, um, uh, for. I listen to, I, of course, I listen to Cole. Mm-hmm. I've been listening to a lot of James Brown lately because I'm, I'm tapping into a different sound. I've been listening to, <laughs> I've been going back listening to a lot of nostalgic stuff to take me back to a place emotionally. Okay. Like uh, Vampire Weekend. Okay. Uh, I don't know if you know who, who V.V. Brown is. 
Yes. But yeah. It's, yeah. I know. I know. But it's a song called Shark in the Water. I listen to that song. Bro, that's the only song that I. Yeah, that's, the <laughs> that's the only song. She got other songs too, but that one just hits different. That, yeah, that one's here. That, that definitely hit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been listening to um, um, a lot of uh, you know, Temptations, and uh, just mo- but mostly me. Mostly me. I like that. Mark said the same thing that he's been he's been listening to a lot of him. Yeah. But that's you know, he's just You got to You bro. have to, yeah. You, you got to when you in that when you in that bag you're trying to elevate, you mm-hmm. don't have too many influences. Exactly. Like I told him it's like shit, I listen to my own shit. Yeah. Cause I just I like I'm my own critic. It's like, hey, what can I do better? Can I do this instead of that? Should I take out this and put that? And just you know, it, shout out to Mark, man. Yeah, shout out to fucking Mark Drew, man. That motherfucker is a dope ass dude, bro. Yeah, man. He <coughs> he just reached out to me, so we probably gonna do some shit too. Oh man, yeah. that's gonna be dope. Hell and yeah. of course, we gonna promote that shit on here. So, all right, all right. So we got. So you just you were listening to nostalgic stuff, okay? Yeah. Like, I skim through what's going on right now to stay relevant so Mm -hmm. I can give an opinion about stuff. But as far as what I pop in and just ride around and listen to, you know, but I'm always recording, so it's really hard for me to listen to shit. So, yeah. But those are the things that I I grab from when I'm creating. Okay. Okay. Bet, bet. Um, for the people that are listening, already kind of know what I've been listening to. I've been listening to a lot of playlists, bro. A yeah. lot of shit I made because <laughs> yeah. it's like I, I feel like I'm a really good music curator. So it's like I like picking shit and stuff like that. So I got a party playlist that I listen to whenever we have little get-togethers. Mm-hmm. I have a playlist for the podcast exclusively on Spotify. Uh, it's called "What Are You Listening To." And usually I highly, um, what's it called, uh, encourage people who come on the podcast to so like, hey, if you listen to Spotify, uh, follow the, the playlist and drop whatever music you want to. It could be your own. It could be something you've been listening to that's just you feel like other people should check out and stuff like that. So Link me to that, bro. Oh, for sure. I'll send you that. But yeah, just a lot of playlists and shit like that. Just... Um, there have been a couple albums here and there, but it's just, I feel, lately there's been a lot of 70s music. Yeah. 70, I don't know why, this is a vibe right now with the 70s music and shit yeah, like that. It's yeah. just, I think it just, it hits different. It, it's, it's a, like I said, it's a different vibe. Yeah, so. definitely. So, um, but Rock, so before we go, <laughs> plug in everything, bro. Plug in anything you want. Plug in the show, plug in where they can find you. Uh, where are you playing at in a couple of weeks and yeah, shit like that? Yeah. So the floor is yours, sir. You know, you know who it is. Rocky Banks, leader of the Yellow Heart Gang, the Mojo Messiah himself. Uh, Mojo Tape Volume Two is out right now on all digital platforms. Go get that. You know what I'm saying? That's a great album. Um, I'll be at Satellite Bar on uh, April 22nd. Doors open at eight. Pre-sales are available right now for ten dollars. At the door, there will be 15. 
Man, we ready to rock out, dog. So y'all make sure y'all go grab those pre-sales, man. Link is in my bio. You can follow me at the Rocky Banks on all social pl- uh, media platforms, or you can go to my website www.trustandbanko.com. Y'all heard it. Y'all heard it there. I'll be at the show. Yeah. Shout out to fucking Russell, bro. Yeah, shout out yeah, to shout Russell for putting this Russell, shit bro. shit together, you know, bro. Man, well, that's a good. That's a good man. That's oh man. man too. He reached out to me and he was like, Hey, I got the, these guys that are playing a show at Satellite. Would you like to have them on your podcast? I yeah. was like, Is this guy fake? Because I usually, a, a lot of people I do get, like, Hey, would you like to interview so and so? Yeah. And I was just like, I was like, Yeah, I'll accept it. So I started messaging him. He's like, All right, I got these guys. And, those, those, and then it, it hit me and I was like, Damn, this is a great opportunity. Yeah. You know, I love having musicians on my fucking podcast. You know, I had, of course, Mark. I've had um, Uncle Tino. Shout out to Uncle Tino. I have my friends Camera Colt. Uh, I've had uh, Sivani Quintanilla, uh, Principe Q. He's an artist out of Corpus. He is the nephew of Selena. So he does, uh, he has his genre called Scrumbia. So he chops and screws his music and shit. Man, it's fucking dope, bro. The man does a dope show, bro. I'll play. I'll play you some after 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 uh, we're yeah. done. But yeah, man. I like I said, I'm a musician myself. I want to reach out to other people who who love music just just as much as I do, and just come on here and shoot the shit and have fun. Yeah. You know, we we could talk about music, but we could talk about other shit like right what the fuck we order at fucking Waterburger at two or three in the morning. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I gotta get that breakfast on a bun with a number thirteen. Which one's the number thirteen? That's chicken strips. Oh, the strips. Okay. Yeah, but you got to get a breakfast on a bun at 3 in the morning just because that egg be hitting. Oh, man. For me, it's, I think at 3 in the morning, Some if, I'm in a, if I'm feeling a certain way, yeah. I got to get the, the honey barbecue chicken strip sandwich uh-huh. with uh, with a large Powerade. Yeah. The pow- I don't know what it is about the Powerades from... Whataburger That shit be hitting bro They be hitting different For sure Especially like, like, like sprite, I said It's yeah. like the Sprite From McDonald's <laughs> somebody, said, somebody said I'm about to clear My sinuses up real quick And it was It was a dude Holding up a, uh, a cup of Sprite From McDonald's <laughs> That's a good crazy. one um, Fuck I forgot What we are talking about yeah. But um nah, Yeah I, man We was just plugging the show Yeah plugging Plugging and all that uh, But yeah guys Go ahead and You know I will be posting About the show uh, on uh, April 22nd Which is in like two weeks yeah. You guys show some love To some local artists man This is what we do We need to show These local artists That we care about them And we want them to grow And want them to get bigger So one of these days When you Walking down the street And you see Rocky's Brand new album Featuring fucking Tyler Creator Kendrick And all these guys And you got billboards up in In New York Times Square you're going to remember, oh, yeah, I heard him on fucking Inside the Northside podcast yeah. plugging the show that he was doing at Satellite. So, like I'd say about every artist, jump on the fucking train, bro, because you do not know where this shit's going to be heading. And you definitely going to want to be on this train with all these people that I'm having on. Mark, Rocky, Jet, and Nico. So. Yeah. Man, y'all pop out, man. Pop out. Satellite bar. Shit. 422. 22. Okay, I'm gonna say this right now. A lot of motivation in the building. Come get some of that motivation, man. I'm gonna say this right now. Whoever is listening to this podcast, if you show up that night, I will buy you a shot. Hey. So you heard me here. Whoever shows up to that show, if you find me, 
and mention that you listen to this episode, I will buy you a shot. You heard it, man. We'll see who, we'll see who comes and does it. Yeah, man. And if you get a ticket, man, you got the opportunity to win a free vinyl, too. Vinyl player. That's even record. doper. That's even dope. Yeah. I mean, doper's not a word. The fuck yeah, it is. Not, doper's a word? Yeah. Um, man, I, thought, I thought I had my little white vocabulary. Doper's, doper's a word, sir. Yeah, it's dope. <laughs> uh, well, Rock, I appreciate you coming on, bro. It's great. Like I said, I just met you just today, bro, but yeah. we vibing out. For sure, man. We got some of the smoke around here, but oh, it's man. it's just an ambiance. It's yeah. an ambiance, but yeah, man, I really appreciate yeah. you coming it's on, bro. It's actually the ambiance. Don't be fucking up the ambiance. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, man. Like I said, thank you again for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, thanks out. Your shout out to Russell for putting this together, bro. Yes, sir. Shout out to Russell Flight Concerts. This is not the last time. No, for sure. So we're definitely going to have you on. And I promise you we'll have longer conversations, bro. Yes, sir. So, um, but yes, again, for the third, fourth time, thank you for coming on, bro. Really appreciate it. Yeah, bro. Appreciate so, you having me. Like I said, show up. Satellite bar. Fucking 8 p.m., bro. Tickets yeah. are only $10 for presale, $15 at the door. I will be there. Like I said, if you mention that you listen to the podcast, yeah. I will buy you a shot. So we can vibe out to the great music. All right. Well, the next artist that we have uh, coming up is Nico. So, Alrighty, guys. That was Mark Drew and Rocky Banks. Shout out to those guys. Big thank you for coming on the podcast and being a part of Inside the North Side. Um, we have Nico and Jet the Third on part two. So once you're done listening to this, just go ahead and skip on to part two. So I'll see you guys over there.